MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets, fresh food, local flavors. This is Virginia Lottery recording session. We're rolling. Coming this Tuesday. Actually, just read option one. New games every Tuesday? Perfect. For more information, visit VALottery.com slash Tuesday. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I think it's time for me to transform what? into the stream of consciousness this morning. There's an actual glow that yeah. falls over you when you transform into the stream of consciousness as if you're tapping into some universal energy. Um, we have a listener who puts together these fantastic <laughs> photos of my various characters that I've... Uh, Assumed over the years, and I love the stream of consciousness, Nur. It's a it's a riff on Doctor Strange, right, yes. where I've got like ten arms, and uh, so a multiverse. It's a multiverse. Yeah. Into. Exactly. All right. So, all right. I saw this story this morning. Pennsylvania could be known as the home of not just the nation's greatest alligator, but America's favorite pet, if Wally Gator. Can keep his popularity growing. Wally Gator. Wally Gator is described as an emotional support alligator. Oh! What? We, we had, had him, him in studio. Or it, it, did we have That's him in Wally. the studio? That's yeah. right. Shut up! When was this? <laughs> How long ago? Uh, was I remember pre- having a gator here, but it's been a long time. Yeah. Was it pre-pandemic or was it in... It had to be. It had to be. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, March Meet 2019. Wally. There we there go. It is. Oh, my God. Well, Wally Gator is in the running for wow. the nation's favorite pet. Oh. And right now, he's in second place. Oh, what? Um, so, social media is filled with images and videos of Wally swimming with children in pools, resting his head on the laps of strangers, going for walks on a leash through parks, and hugging senior citizens with uh. all four of his legs. Yeah, I remember when we had him. He was actually kind of adorable. Uh, Joey Henney is his owner and said uh, he senses people's emotions and gives hugs uh, to try and cheer people up. He, he hugs you, by the way, by placing his jaws around your throat. Aww. Aww. Uh, Henney, by the way, is battling cancer and says that Wally has provided crucial and tender support. And uh, Henny said he has come with me to radiation and has uh, brought cheer to other patients and the doctors and nurses. How uh, does it say how what size he is? Because I, he was smaller. Yeah, yeah. He no. certainly wasn't a ten foot alligator. Yeah, in this article, it doesn't say how big alligator yeah. is. Do they tend to not grow? Uh, past their uh, enclosure. I've yeah. heard that, and I've heard also that that is a uh, an urban legend, so to speak. That they will uh, they'll grow the way they're going to grow, regardless of the container that they're kept in. Not, not, not like a veal. So the Dauphin County based pet is currently in second place in the composite, uh, competition. Where is Dauphin County? Not by uh, Harrisburg. Okay. Uh, so open voting. Taintville. Uh, <laughs> Which opened, uh, they opened a voting early on Monday. The winning pet will earn 10 grand. Wow. And also be featured in In Touch magazine. Uh, Wally's caretakers say instead of snacking on people who pet him, he loves, uh, that who he loves, he goes for raw chicken and cheese puff corn. <laughs> uh, so he lives in a house with his family and sometimes finds himself in trouble. Uh, and he said, uh, at night he likes to climb into my bed and steal my covers and pillow. <laughs> so the first round of voting closes on September first. 
Okay. And I'm not sure where you can vote. Wait a second here. It says uh, there's currently... Did a they ever find his wife, by the way? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, it says uh, there's currently a GoFundMe uh, collecting money for uh, Joey Henney's care. And we're going to link to that on PrestonSteve.com and vote as well if you want to vote for Wally awesome. Gator uh, for America's favorite pet. You know, the, uh, never attach much emotion to these things, but I remember when he came in the day... Um, you sent something there. It certainly lo- it, it acted, you know, affectionate. Here, here's a picture, Preston, of you hugging it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I totally remember that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. All right, there's another, there's a story, Marissa, on my desk, if you wouldn't mind, uh, the file cabinet to, or the file stack thing to the left, bottom shelf. Grab those uh, those papers for me. Project Omega on the That's top. That's the one. <laughs> yes. You'll, you'll, it, it, it hums slightly and it's warm. Uh, but bring it here. Because I have, I have a few different animal stories. And this Are one, you the zoologist I, No, because I don't have enough to do the whole segment. Are you the animal husbandry? Uh, maybe I am. Um, hang on a second here. Yeah, there's one I need that I think you guys will really dig. Yeah. All right. So stream of consciousness, nerd. No, I'm still stream of consciousness. Yes, of course. That, that pertains to anything. A new study published by Print Biology finds that do- dogs' eyes well up with tears when they're reunited with their owners after long periods of separation, potentially <laughs> linking their tears to emotions for the first time. Wow. So tears I love of, that. Tears of joy, essentially. Yes. That dogs are able to to create. It's, I love that idea. You know, I, I, I just I would think that anyway, just because we love to think that is what our pets are thinking when they see us or mm-hmm. whatever that they're happy to see us and they well up in tears. That's amazing. So the study's author. So what does it mean when they get boners? Uh, <laughs> what do you see? What's the red rocket? Yeah, what's that lipstick there? Yeah. <laughs> What's that mean? Dude, that is, when you see that, hilarious. It's funny, right? It's funny. Always not, I mean, always funny. Yeah. Yeah. Always inappropriate. It's never not funny. And always funny. You ever see a cat's uh, lipstick? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, I didn't know that they had those. Yeah. They are more barbed. Yeah, I've never I've never seen that in the flesh. I'll tell you what. So our dog Chelsea, you know, we we had to put her down, you know, recently because she was, I'd gotten very sick. But we were recounting a number of stories, Preston, where our uh, neighbor's dog, um, and she had uh, gotten bound up the way they do. So the male dog had his way, came in from behind for the kill. (laughs) And then there is an engorging process that takes place that locks them. They're basically inseparable at that point. That's the way nature has it. So you have to wait (laughs) for things to deflate before you can separate them. Wow. And that's, you know, that's the deal. Uh, but uh, and and cats are the same way. So yeah, that's happened with me and Rochelle a couple times. Yeah. So, it was, uh, thank God nobody was around. The barbs on your piece. The kids weren't home. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, kids get a wrench. Uh, but also, besides seeing the 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 rocket, a, a dog humping something <laughs> is hilarious. Just, oh my Just God. absolutely okay. Will slay me every time. Well, we had, and I've told this story before. My neighbors say it. This was several years ago. They had a Super Bowl party. We went over there. I spent the majority of the time watching their dog Charlie hump a pillow. It was. I could not stop laughing. He was the horniest dog I've ever seen. Uh, they're so funny. Scott, the owner of Zippy, they had a uh, puppy that would. I think puppy's name was Gidget, but same thing. Just humped the pillow. Just hump anything. You're just like hanging there and then you look over, you're like, oh, he's a, you know, and it wasn't a pillow, it was a stuffed animal. Okay. But I do have a question for you. What is funnier to you? Dog humping <laughs> pillows 
Or is... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. They okay. pulled up a video of a dog humping something. Oh, my Thank God. You very much. Or right. the dog rubbing its ass on the carpet. <laughs> that is They're a good great. one. They're both great. They're both great. That's a good one, too. That one oh. grosses me out a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. You know, the ass dragging? Yeah, the ass drag, yeah. I, I, I think the dog humping is almost well, always funny. Does it gross you out because sometimes it's on carpet? Yeah, because what, what about out in the on the grass? That's funny. That Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's what I thought. There's no mess being made. Right. Uh-huh. So I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not that. It's Toby. Toby. Yeah. Toby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Toby! Uh, wow. Uh, yeah. The uh, I, they're they're both hilarious. I can't help it. Yeah, that's a good question, Casey. Maybe, maybe the hump thing, because sometimes you if you look at the dog's expression on their face, uh-huh. they're just kind of staring off into. Uh, <laughs> they're staring off into into some kind of a, a blank area. When they're dra- when they're dragging their ass, sometimes they'll look at you. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what's funny though? But so uh, we had Chelsea, a female dog, but she would hump things. Yeah. As if she was equipped to hump things. Yeah. 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 Some female dogs yeah. will do that. Yeah. Like what? You, you, you showed up without a bat. And my dogs hump each other, uh, which is weird because one is fixed and the other's not. Okay. Huh. And they're it's both boys. A, it's a dominance thing, though, right? I, I yes, so, yeah. that's absolutely what it is. So the study... That's when I rub my ass on the floor, it's the same thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> if Claire and I have gotten a fight, I'm sure you do it with Michelle, too, person, where you pull yourself with your arms yeah. across the floor. Yep, yep. <laughs> with my legs yeah, straight yeah, out. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you like You like that carpet? God, can a human being do that? I couldn't do that. To pull yourself that way? I mean, yeah. I don't... I've, you'd have to I'm not really try it. Over. I'm not going to try it. I'm going to hurt myself. I'm going to hurt myself. I probably could, but I, I, I know. Uh, the study's author, uh, Takafumi Kik, uh, Kikusi, yeah, uh, said, We found that dogs shed tears associated with positive emotions, noting that the tears may be due to a release of oxytocin. Uh, Kikusi said that um, he made the discovery after one of his poodles gave birth six years ago and tears began welling up in her eyes. Nurse, and he said they gave My the first idea. time as a mother. That they gave me the idea that uh-huh. oxytocin might increase tears. Oxytocin, which is known as the love hormone, has, come over and see my nine babies. Has previously been found in both dogs and their human owners during interactions, and the new findings suggest that the release of oxytocin solidifies the bond between humans and dogs. I believe that. Uh, dogs have become a partner of humans, and we can form bonds. And in this process, it is possible that the dogs. That show teary eyes during interaction with the owner would be cared for by the owner more. Well, you've seen the footage of somebody, say, a service man or a woman or somebody's been away. They return home and the dog just goes, just freaks out with yep. joy. Yeah, or just anybody yeah. who's been separated from their right. pet. Yeah. The study comes after scientists found that dogs' heart rates increase by 46% when their owner says, I love you. Aww. While cuddling brings down their BPM by twenty three percent. What about when owners actively make love to their dogs? Is there what kind of what's really? They're still uh, yeah. executing a study on that right now, Steve. So uh, <laughs> the results are pending. Uh, the owners, the owners' heart rates, by the way, also increase by ten percent uh, when reunited with their dogs after a long period of time. They're very comforting. They really are. Uh, and researchers also determined that the phenomenon known as puppy dog eyes was likely achieved through thousands of years of selective breeding to give dogs more human-like faces. 
Puppy dog eyes, they're watching you. Yeah. So uh, that's cool. I love yeah, that. The that's very good. Well, actually, they, they, they tear up, and it is from a hormonal reaction. Do you um, do you cuddle with your oh, pups yeah. every night? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, not every night, but I mean, um, yeah, it, during the day. Uh, it definitely got to spend some love and time with the Are uh, you like me? I have to actually schedule sex with my pets. Yes. Oh, so I never get around to it. Well, it's you're yeah. busy people. I'm very, and they're busy too. They're yeah. doing things. So you got to fit that in. So, yeah. okay. Um, wait, wait. I might have another animal. This might be all animal stuff. <laughs> I used to love this series. I think I have another animal story in here. Yeah. Tonight on National Geographic, the Patui. All right. How about this? Scientists have revealed they plan to bring back the Tasmanian tiger. Almost 100 years. You better leave it, Cosby. Cosby and Sly. Coming soon to a TED Talk near you. With special guest, the Tasmanian Tiger. This is a weird looking creature. To me, when I look at it, um, pictures of it, it looks more like a jackal. Yeah. It's it's got a it's got a dog like yeah. look to it, even though they call it Tasmanian tiger. But it's it's weird in its pattern. It's yes. uh, it has stripes, but it only, looks like Jennifer Flavin. Well, only from like it's uh, it's mid back, yeah, okay. down to its tail. I mean, oh, the wow. Tasmanian tiger that sounds like a like one of those creepy sex acts, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 right. Stripes where the, across the we back need jumper cables and Crisco. <laughs> yeah, no, the Tasmanian tiger. Are you going to do a Tasmanian tiger on me? It sounds like uh, you know the, the the Dizzy Gillespie or the, uh-huh. the, the Dirty Sanchez or the the, the Klondike. Or, Use uh, poop stripes. On what the, would you do oh, for okay. a Dirty Sanchez? <laughs> well, anyhow, it's been extinct for about a hundred years. Oh, uh, the Tasmanian tiger, also known as the uh, thylacine roamed the earth for millions of years before being wiped out by human hunting in the 1930s. And now, Colossal Biosciences, a startup based in Dallas, has announced plans to start the de-extinction of the species using stem cell technology. De-extinction? What? It is a sex term. Are you serious? Really? Oh, my God. Casey, you nailed it. I don't know how to say any of this, Preston, so okay. I'll let you... The Tasmanian Tiger, please. Yeah. <laughs> Illuminate us. Exactly. No, I can't do this. No, I don't think you can. Just look it up on your, on your own. Oh, right? my God. Look, look, okay. Let the, me see I, I'll I'll just, no, wait, wait, wait. Let me just tell you the last part. The last right. line is, drop a deuce on her pinky toe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Steve, it's up on the big screen here. That's the last All part right. of it. It's always like when you're banging a girl <laughs> in the dookie blaster. Oh, dude. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay, she can't. So you pinch her in the nipple. Yeah, don't, don't, don't even try it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, yeah, drop a deuce on her pinky toe is like obviously the culmination of the act. Mm-hmm. The Tasmanian tiger. Wow. <laughs> and that uh, that was updated as recently as February 6, 2021. Mm. Uh, in case there have been any innovations in the Tasmanian tiger. So, uh, once ranging throughout Australia and New Guinea, the Tasmanian tiger disappeared from the mainland around 3,000 years ago. And it's been thought that it was due to competition with humans and dogs. Sir, for office work. 
Uh, the remaining population isolated on the island of Tasmania was hunted to extinction in the early uh, 20th century. Uh, can you send the Tasmanian tiger in here? The last... Uh, no, we had to go with the human on this one. Uh, the last known individual died at Hobart Zoo in 1936. Yeah, it was clubbed to death. Uh, Colossal Biosciences has teamed up with the University of Melbourne on an ambitious project to bring the extinct species uh, back. Simply to see if they can, or do they believe there's some other ancillary know. benefit to bringing yeah. back the Tasmanian tiger? Yeah, I'm not sure. It may be just to, to see if it, it can be done. So if they can, obviously, you know, how we've said it many times before, but we're slowly edging towards Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Yeah. Um, should I, you know, I'm you have out, another one? Well, no, I'm, out yeah. of, I'm out of animals. Yeah, well, I'll bet if I dug into my quote unquote junk drawer, Uh-oh. I could probably <laughs> find something <laughs> right here. Did you remember you were the game warden at one time? <laughs> I did not know. Apparently, there's a picture of me as a game warden. Uh, okay, now, that's going to get annoying. Hang, hey, stop it. <laughs> All right, thank you. Uh, I bet you I can find an animal story if I... Well, uh, the stream of consciousness there can do this. I yeah. know, but we... You transcend every other subtopic. But we've uh, but we've gotten into... A groove? Yeah. A Tasmanian uh, tiger, so to speak? Uh-huh. All right. You know what? I think I already did this story about um, sea turtle eggs. Did not. Not All that right. we heard. And there you oh, go. Here All we right. go. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Tonight on the National Geographic... Right. The stream of consciousness nerd tells us about sea turtle eggs. Becomes the warden, the game warden. <laughs> Wildlife experts in Florida keep uh, watch on sea turtle eggs. <clears throat> they have been, and they uh, they have, have had an easy job of late cataloging the gender of hatchlings because they have all, all been female. Wow. Uh-oh. Only female sea turtles for the past four years, according to uh, Bet Zirkelbach. <laughs> <laughs> you know they say always bet on Zirkelbach. I think I think Bet is a woman. Oh. Uh, manager of the Turtle Hospital in Marathon. <laughs> kind of like Bet Midler, you know. Exactly. Bet Zirkelbach. Bet on Zirkelbach. The reason uh isn't some genetic fluke. Instead it involves the state's hotter temperatures. And I did not know this about sea turtles. While the gender of most animals' offspring is determined during fertilization. It is determined afterward for turtles, specifically all about the temperature of the sand in which they are buried. If it is 88.8 degrees Fahrenheit or higher, the hatchlings will be female. And if it is 81.8 degrees or lower, they will be boys. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that wild? This yes. Is a, this is a plot point in Jurassic Park with Jeff Goldblum because they, they, they breed they, all the dinosaurs as females. Right. And they, right. And, and, they go, and, and they point out, right, uh-huh. that's how you stop it. Life finds a way. Dino DNA. And they didn't know, and they didn't know about the temperature thing. That's right. We didn't know Idiots. about the temperature thing. Yeah. That's right. Uh, <laughs> what is the hell of a park? <laughs> <laughs> Riding around this thing all day and didn't even see a damn dino. <laughs> By the way, where did the goat go? <laughs> you do plan to have dinosaurs in your <laughs> dinosaur park. park, right? Yeah. Um, in the car. This is the worst goddamn park ever. <laughs> I can't take it. Ain't no DNA. Uh, so, according to the to Zirkelbach, uh, Let's the, Zirkelbach. Zirkelbach. We'll just we'll Zirkelbach to that. That's a looker, by the way. 
What? Yeah. Circle Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, she's very attractive. Quite attractive. <laughs> So the frightening thing, she said, is the last four summers in Florida, we have had the most hot summers on record. And what's happening in Florida has been observed elsewhere. A 2018 study in Australia found that virtually all sea turtle hatchlings in part of the Great Barrier Reef were female as well. Interesting. So she's bringing Zirkle Bach. <laughs> I'm bringing yeah. Zirkle Bach. Yeah. Oh, Zirkle Bach. Yeah. Yeah. You can work at any one of You can do... Sexy bag. I like. I'm bringing Zirkle back. back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, how, what does this mean in the long run for um, then? Will mating okay. by sheer numbers diminish? She said, over the years, you're going to see a sharp decline in their population because we just don't have the genetic. But a sharp increase in. Lesbian turtle clubs. Uh, but we don't have the genetic diversity. We don't have the male-to-female ratio needed in order to be able to have successful breeding sessions. Uh, however, a relatively small number of males is required to you guys birth. like the indigo girls? Uh, oh. To fertilize. <laughs> <laughs> Lesbian turtles. <laughs> hey, who wants to go see the indigo girls? Got three tickets. <laughs> I actually did a search on the Indigo Girls over the weekend. Yeah. I love the Indigo Girls. I was listening to uh, Closer to Fine, and I'm like, man, I wonder if those guys still tour. Great song. And they do. They tour all over the place. They just play smaller venues. I'd love to get them on the... It'd be great. It'd be perfect. Let's tell them about the turtle. Yeah, the turtle thing. Maybe they'll want to jump on board. I'm bringing Zuckle back. Her name is Zuckle Bach. <laughs> you can't, you can't not love that. That is the new club mix. Okay, so uh, holy uh, crap! The Indigo Girls are in town this week. What? what? They're, they're Bristol Township uh, Municipal Building on Thursday. What? Oh, Monday, Cap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you can't do that yourself. I can't? I'm no. not allowed? No. Is that in the bylaws? I didn't... I have to... <laughs> it's in the bylaws. <laughs> it's in the... Contract um, the Indigo Girls. Yeah, so they're... Uh, Bristol oh, Bill Township. won't like that at all. Municipal uh, building. Oh, come there. on. Well, hang on. Let's don't like them. Okay. They wear flannel. They don't play the Indigo Girls. They wear work boots. <sighs> well, we do have an Indigo Girls ID, so technically... Do we? we? Yeah. Play it. Play it. Well, it's probably not a Preston Steve ID. I'm but... All right. Hi, I'm Amy. I'm Emily. We're the Indigo Girls. And you're listening to Pierre Robert on 93.3 WMMR. Uh, that's our station. Yeah, there you go. Then we can have them on. <laughs> yeah, they're opening for Brandy Carlisle on her national tour. And then oh. they're doing some uh, select dates as well, including this Thursday in, in Bristol. Wait, who are they? Who is she opening? Who are Brandy, they? Carlisle. Brandy Carlisle. Very popular. My wife was went not didn't really know Brandy Carlisle, but went to the concert. Yeah, she was at the band last ago, weekend. Yeah. And loved it. Yeah, she's terrific. Okay. Um, let me see here. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We're just placing it. Come on. Oh, I don't know. Alright, we gotta get to the hook. Galileo is yeah. just a gorgeous song, too. I, Wonderful. I love them. <laughs> Where are they at the night before? Uh, Northampton, Massachusetts. 
And then uh, going back out with Brandy later in the week. All right, it all depends on what time they get in town yeah. and could they oh, come by here. Why? Well, it looks like they're off on Friday, so maybe we have them after their big gig. Maybe. So let's get them and the support alligator in here and we'll have a show. <laughs> Wally Gator? <laughs> Wally Gator. We had Wally Gator. Yeah. How would you guys like to meet an alligator? <laughs> Does that... Um, let me bring it to the ladies to see what they say. <laughs> yeah, they're all in. All right. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, sea turtles? Oh, right. yes. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A relatively small... On National Geographic, <laughs> all female sea turtles. It's happening right now. We now go live to an Indigo Girls concert. Uh, relatively Do small. Do I go out for some drinks after this? Small number of males is required to fertilize eggs, suggesting that the out-of-whack male-to-female ratio may not be as dire as some fear. But it is interesting, oh, yeah. and so, I did so, not know that about uh, sea turtles. Uh, that it's determined by temperature. <clears throat> by temperature. As they form in the egg. Have you ever seen the, um, the, uh, the process yeah. When, we were in when they climb out uh, yeah. and go to the water? My grandmother, years and years and years ago, used to have a, a home a, near Flagler Beach, Florida. And uh, they occasionally yeah. that would happen. It's very cool to see it. Watch a guy on, there was some, some reel on uh, yeah, Instagram. He There was a, a sea turtle that was turned over on his back. Uh. And, it, and it couldn't get over. And I felt so bad for it. But the dude went over and he actually needed help. I didn't realize how heavy it was. Stop in the middle of that. I, I, because he had he, to flip it over. He okay. had to flip it over, but he had to like dig underneath, and then it was I mean, big, huh? these things are huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Hawaii, you cannot touch them. You touch them, you're in big trouble. You even go if to jail, even if they're about to you're die, you're not when... allowed to touch them. Uh, and and they have very protected uh, when when they have uh, the areas where they lay their eggs are like staked out. And yeah, like, nobody can go anywhere near them. But you can stand close and sing Indigo Girls. Yeah. <laughs> And it makes them feel happy when you're staring. I love to see the turtles dance. Yeah. All right. Um, All right. I got no more. That's it. We're done. Uh, stream of consciousness, or Friday, the Indigo Girls on Preston and Steve, or the uh, the Game Warden, whichever you want. It was all good. They they meshed together nicely. I can't believe we. I, I didn't even plan that. Doing all animal <laughs> portion of that. You can't right. help but do great content. We're gonna have to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years. And now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself, like snacking a little better, going a little further, sleeping a little deeper. Acme's here to make that journey easier and even more rewarding with their new Sincerely Health platform featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders, and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com health for more details. 
Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Ed mentioned what a what a turbulent weekend uh, it was. You had uh, <clears throat> obviously the the tragedy of Taylor Hawkins uh, passing away, and that that blew us away. Obviously, in a, a terribly negative light. You have uh, Villanova advancing to the Final Four again, again yeah. which is fantastic. That's you know like the high end. And then you have the weirdness of Will Smith <laughs> smacking Keith uh, Chris Rock on the Oscars telecast. Hawkins is up. What can we add to this? We can add to this that Termini Brothers brought us cannolis this morning. So here we go, yet on another weird little high note. And I had mentioned, I read this. Get uh, my cannolis out your mouth. <laughs> That's why he hit him. Get my delicious cannolis out your mouth. <laughs> That's the ad, right? I always tell Steve, I hope this continues. The get get that out your mouth thing continues from Will Smith. Can we, can we play that part of it again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, the, right, if right. you could cue that up where, oh, he, where he's at it, and, and then I'll tell you about Tamini Brothers. But, uh, uh, maybe it's here. I don't even know. All right, hang on a second. Greatest night in the history of no, television. You got, you got to back it up a little bit. Uh, you'll you'll yeah. see the bleeps. Yeah, I got it. All right, here we go. My wife's name out your f- I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to. Take my wife's cannoli out your mouth. Thank you. Take my wife's name out your mouth. Wow, dude. Yeah. It was a genius. Angel. Keep my wife's name out your no! I'm going to. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to. Oh, God. So, anyway, they, uh, Termini Brothers, uh, that's what I said. Termini. 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 Oh, do, are we sure? Do we ask them? No, uh, you guys, you, you, you're lifers here, so, uh, Termini Brothers. Say my name right. <laughs> out your mouth. Out your mouth. Oh, you've been pulling them cannolis out your mouth. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, Get your wrong pronunciation out your mouth. So they brought by, and so I I had had that article last week of the greatest uh, desserts in the U.S. What are you guys sharing over uh, there? No. Stop it! No, you making a, fun of me? No, 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 no. It's a picture of that I just got. It's Will Smith and Chris Rock. Will Smith has an Eagles hat on, and Chris Rock has a Cowboys hat on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyhow, I, uh, of the best desserts in the U.S., and one of them was from uh, Termini Brothers, and uh, I had said that uh, cannolis have never been one of my favorites, right? And I never had theirs, so I went in and I I get it now. You get it I now. Just yeah. had some. I get it well, now. It's fam freaking fantastic. Yeah, you know what? They're not. Um, they're not. Overly sweet. Yeah, that's that's what, what was, that's said? what I said. Yeah. Okay, that's what I, that, I overly sweet, and the the cannoli shell tastes better. Some I've had I almost have like a kind of bitter taste to them right, or right. something. Coupled with the fact that's that outstanding. On some f- cannolis, you'll get an, like an aftertaste, and you yes. don't get it with this. Yep. And I never liked that. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've come around. You to like it now? Yes. Keep my wife's <laughs> name out your f- mouth. I'm going to. 
It's so, I just, it makes me feel so uncomfortable. By the way, that was sent directly from Joe and Vince Termini. So thank you guys. And were they the ones whose machine broke down? It was, right? And they had to get get special help uh, from a machine shop. Yeah, a local company like stepped in and helped them, yeah. And it was right before, when when does everybody go to get these? Is that Valentine's Day? Uh, Usually like Thanksgiving, Christmas. Uh, That was it. Friday. Yeah, Yeah. Friday, (laughs) yes. Uh, I will forever now be a fan, so thank you guys. You didn't need to do that. That was really cool. It's very nice. Let Claire know she's got some coming. So I caught all hell on Friday. I can't believe you left without one. Well, I always bring home stuff for her, but I that, that didn't. I didn't realize she was a cannoli fan. She's probably and, waiting. And, and, but I, you for. know what? We waited for mega cannolis. So yeah. Now she's happy. Yeah. She actually handed me Tupperware this morning. Very good. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna need that. Get that out your mouth. Get, get, get that, that cannoli out your mouth. With all the the hoopla of the um, Oscars last night, we glanced over. We didn't even touch on the fact that the Razzie Awards oh. were were given out. It's a big night. Yeah, so they they hand those out Saturday night, correct? Ahead of time, yeah. yeah. They do that the the day before, and uh, the worst picture for the Razzies went to Diana the Musical. Which I'm not even familiar with. Yeah, I only became familiar with it because of the Razzies. Yeah, yeah. I know nothing about this. But it's so. apparently horrible. Uh, <laughs> LeBron James won Worst Actor for Space Jam, A New oh. Legacy. You know, the funny thing is, is that um, he was such a Space Jam fan, and he he produced this movie as well, and, and it was kind of... Just universally panned. Yeah, uh, I, I wasn't a big fan of the original Space Jam. I didn't like it either. Yeah, so so yeah. Uh, to me, it was like okay, but like he's really taking this personally. I'm like, mm. you know, he's, he's taking the Razzie thing personally. I, that's what I hear. Huh. And it's like this is dude. That's you, you gotta. That's what happens. He was great in Trainwreck. He was um, very yeah. The Andy Schumer movie. Yeah, he was, it was yeah. surprisingly, and he's playing himself in that as well. Yep, he yeah. was a lot better than I thought he was going to be. So I think he's got. A place in yeah. being in films from time to time, but I didn't see this, so I can't comment on it. But apparently, the Razzies thought it was the worst. <laughs> it does seem like a remake that just, it did not did need to be made yeah. at, yeah. at all. You know, yeah. I don't know if that was one of the reasons why people didn't like it as much. But it, I don't know who needs a second Space Jam. <laughs> all right, worst actress went exactly. to Jenna Dewall for Diana the Musical. We don't know anything about it. Worst supporting actress went to Judy Cade for Diana the Musical. I know Diana the Musical. The, the plotline involves street racing. Oh, so it does. Think, yeah, <laughs> that's that's I think the issue. Uh, so, worst supporting actor, Jared Leto for House of Gucci. Did anybody see that? No, I did. Uh, did. did. What did you think of it? House of Gucci? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I liked it. Really? Okay. I really liked it. I thought, yeah, I mean, I didn't know the full story behind it. I knew a bit of it. Um, yeah, and I, I was intrigued by it. Sure. Okay. It's a Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott directed it. It's okay. got some, apparently some, oh, you saw it? No, 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 no. I didn't realize it was him, though. Some some very um, robust performances by Jared Leto. And, and last night, the joke on the Oscars was, you know, there were like 400 different accents in the movie because uh, no one could lock on an accent. <laughs> I, I love Jared Leto. And in, in fact, we played a clip of him earlier talking about uh, Morpheus. And Morpheus. 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 Yeah. Who's Morpheus? Where's from, from uh, the Matrix. Matrix. That's Matrix. Yeah. It, yeah. It's so funny because I was going to say Morpheus. I'm like, no, that's it's from the Matrix. Matrix. That's <laughs> Matrix. <laughs> it's Cicely Tyne. Cicely Tyne. Anyway, uh, I, I think Jared is, is a really really good actor. Well, see, I think it's the character. The character he plays is very bizarre. He's a brother um, that they don't quite trust. He isn't um, notable in the industry. They don't trust him with the business. They don't want him to be any part of the business. And his character is just very weird and quirky. Yeah. 
No, he's a great actor. Did you ever see Dallas Buyers Club? Yeah. Whoa. He, he won the Oscar for he's it. incredible in that. And, and then, uh, he was great as uh, Joker, I thought, yeah. too. I dug that. So. He's uh, he's in a show right now on, I think it's Apple Plus. I watched the first couple episodes, him and, and Hathaway. True story, right? It is and a true it, story. It, he like plays a, this Israeli guy. So he's like a charismatic is he almost cultish? He is a an on, he calls himself a serial entrepreneur, and so in the beginning, the first you know episode, it's him just trying to figure out how right. he's going to make his billions, right? <laughs> Not millions or even right. hundreds of thousands, but he wants to be a billionaire. And then uh, finally, he eventually locks onto something. But this he, is real. You don't have to put in milk. <laughs> Uh, also winning was uh, Worst Performance by Bruce Willis in a 2021 movie. Oh. He had his own category. <laughs> all terrific. Bruce Willis <sighs> movies that he had been in. The one that won was Bruce Willis in Cosmic Sin. Don't even know it. All right, which no one is that? There's idea. literally like uh, 11 movies that he was in. I mean, like, a, a, an astonishing amount. I think I got suckered into one or two of them because I like Bruce Willis a it's lot. Great, and yeah. I was like, okay, I can do this one. And I did, I think I did a full one. And then the second one, I was like, oh, this is going to be garbage, too. And so, I can't remember which one it was. So he's just doing these as money grabs, right? Oh, totally. It has to be. Yeah. I, I can't imagine he's excited by these scripts. Yeah. Uh, worst remake, uh, rip-off or sequel went to Space Jam, A New Legacy. And then the rest of this all repeats because worst director was for the Diana the Musical uh <laughs> Film and where screenplay was Diana the musical too. Now, occasionally people will show up to accept, you know, and, and uh, they some, do. Yeah, I want to say Sandra Bullock. Did. Sandra Bullock, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she showed up and and she got the you know went the whole thing and they loved her for it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I don't think anybody else, any of this crew, is going to show up for that. But <laughs> um, we may stay as well stay with some of the award uh, stuff. But uh, Amy Schumer was one of the hosts. Yeah. At the Oscars last night, and she's letting the world know uh, what she is calling her biggest secret, uh, that she has this hair pulling disorder uh, that has called her internal shame. Uh, for decades, it's called uh, trichotillomania. You guys familiar with this? Yeah, I actually uh, know yeah. um, somebody who suffers from that. And I don't know if it's the same exact one, but... They, uh, they pull their own hair out. Yeah, mm-hmm. so so this girl that I know... Uh, she Some people would, eat it. She, yeah. what, what, she couldn't stop playing with it. So she would yank hair out of her head, and then she would just... And she's like, I, I can't... She's like, I just love it. That's like just, Kathy. Yeah. She doesn't rip it out of her head. Yeah, she yeah, just yeah. plays with it all the time. Yeah, and then I um. I don't. I yes, don't. You do. No, no. I would say I don't. Like, I that doesn't even register with me. Okay. Like, I have no idea that I actually do that. Yeah, it's just like a fixation, just something you yeah. kind of do. Yeah, yeah. And, but I think that I'm not sure exactly about this, but I think case because I, I also had a friend who would like almost pull like well, she would play with her hair and then pull the ends out. But I think this is more of like. They're like yanking hairs out. Oh yeah, yeah. They pull the it out root. from the root. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And That's and different. in fact, people. I'm sorry to interrupt in your story, Casey, but they can end up with with bald patches. Yeah. because they're pulling they're it out pulling. from the root. Yeah, yeah. And I think they do like their eyebrows too. So it, it can be different for different mm-hmm. people, I believe, in in areas that they focus on. Yeah, and then somebody and else I, I knew had to basically had to sleep with a knit cap on. Um, because they would do it like as they were sleeping or, okay. or falling asleep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so uh, it's it's the scientific name for compulsive hair pulling uh, trichotillomania. I think I'm pronouncing that correct. Uh, she says she's lived with that disorder. Get the wrong pronunciation. Oh, out of my mouth. Out your mouth. <laughs> Sorry, Will. <laughs> I'm working on it. Uh, <laughs> does this also pertain to? Um, People like who would nail biting and things like nail that? Nail biting or, or people that pull up pieces of foam rubber or I mean, this things is like that? specifically hair. Okay, yeah. just specifically hair? All right. Maybe there's an umbrella right, that, 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 that this falls under, and then, then you get into smaller detail like this, but I'm not sure, Steve. 
Uh, so she says she's lived with this since she was a child and one that she fears it may be passed on to her two-year-old son. Uh, if anybody listening has had this issue and knows more about it, feel free to let us know. 215-263-WMMR. I've been familiar with it for a long time. Uh, but Amy opened up the Hollywood Reporter. I didn't, not about Amy's no, no. secret, but um, about the struggles. And she said, I'm proud that my big secret only hurts me. Uh, but it's been what I've carried to. It's been what I've carried so much shame about for so long. Uh, she said there apparently there's a genetic component to uh, trichotillomania. Yeah, and as a result, she feels that um, she feels like she's having a heart attack every time she sees her young son touch his hair. Oh wow! Because she's curious if he might. So this isn't like a why are you doing that? That's stupid. Why are you doing that? It, it's right. literally compelled. Yes. Yeah. You feel incomplete right, if you right, don't. Yeah. Do it's horrible if you don't f- move forward with that. Uh, she said that uh, she recalls getting th- things getting so bad uh, when she was younger that she needed a wig to cover her bald spots. Oh wow, oh, my god! And she said everybody at school knew that she was wearing a wig, uh, which didn't even fit. So, so this is that can she, be tough for. Her this is not now. This is when she no. was younger. I don't know. I, I assume she's got a handle on it now, and, <laughs> and maybe medications and things like that can help along the way. Yeah, I, I don't know the specifics, but I think that's probably the case. Yeah. Steve, uh, to answer your question, um, and this is just from a little bit of cursory research, but it's uh, it's an, on the OCD expect, uh, spectrum, I should say, yeah. and so it can be related to um, tics, like okay. disorders right. and, and, and uh, eating disorders. Uh, also, uh, pulling and biting at your skin, um, scra- <laughs> obsessive scratching. That's right, right. Behavior. Oh, okay. Uh, her uh, confrontation of the issue head on. Uh, she's taking care of this in her new scripted show, Hulu, uh, on Hulu called Life and Beth. Has anybody watched that yet? I, the, the trailer looks really good. It looks okay. funny, uh, but I have not. Uh, so that show is partially based on her real life. She said she's hoping it'll help alleviate shame for not only herself, but for others. So I guess they're. Uh, touching on that on the sh- in the show. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to Mike, who uh, has this issue. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, bud, am I pronouncing it correct, uh, trichotillomania? I always thought it was trichotillomania, but okay. you could be right. <laughs> okay, trichotillomania. Um, so you've, you've had an issue with this. Um, yeah, I developed it. Um, I was really heavy into addiction for a long time with alcoholism, mm-hmm. and it was... My doctor said it was just a way I figured out of trying to cope with all the stress. And now, like, I've done it for years. And it's just like you say, like, I focus on my beard. And I'll pull, like, just entire bald patches completely out of my beard. Wow. wow. I'm really heavily stressed. Hmm. And so are you pulling, like, a single hair at a time? Are you taking a clump? Yeah. Yeah, like a single hair at a time. And then one of the compulsions, too, is, like... um, Kind of like, and a lot of people I hear do this, like you put it in your mouth and you play with it, and then that's pretty much the thing. Right. Yep. Okay. And how long have you uh, uh, been dealing with this, Mike? Probably about a good seven or eight years. Have you looked into any kind of treatment or feel that you need treatment for it? Um, actually, it's slowed down a good bit because um, I've actually just yesterday I celebrated 18 months of sobriety. Nice. Hey, there you go, dude, nice, huge man. accomplishment. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, but after I got treatment, it actually slowed down quite a bit. All right, okay. Hopefully that continues. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, Mike. Right on. Got a bunch of people uh, calling in with this. Uh, I'm going to go to Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Good morning. Good morning. I love you guys. Aww. And we, we love, love you. you. What's up, Carrie? My sister has this, trichotillomania. She pulls her eyelashes out. Oh, my She'll goodness. She'll start pulling them 
pulling at her eyelashes. My sister barely has any eyelashes. That sounds painful. I've never done that before. Um... (laughs) I think, you know, honestly, she it's just an obsessive compulsive disorder. She just will sit there and pull on her eyelashes. I think she just likes how it feels and my my poor sister she's very self-conscious about she doesn't live around here Uh uh, she doesn't really have many eyelashes okay so i assume that's a cascade effect that that might cause someone to be agoraphobic or or they don't want to go out in public or is that the the case not as much. You know, my sister tried getting false eyelashes at one time because she didn't want to, you know, she tries to wear eye makeup to try and, you know, make, you know. Right, offset it. it. Right. Uh, well, um, it's horrible. It is. Yeah. It's sad. It's just something, I mean, she's very self-conscious about it, but she just can't seem to help it. I think it's just anxiety and, and mm. it's like uh, other callers said, a stress reliever. Okay. okay. All right. Well, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. And I'm wondering what uh, you know treatments are for something like that. If you, if it's causing you a problem or right. you're concerned about it, I'm going to go to Paul next. Hey, Paul. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. Ah, uh, what's up, Paul? You good? Hey. Uh, same here. Like the previous guys, I uh, periodically will pull out my beard, especially during times of high stress. Okay. Um, I go through cycles where. Once the ball spot starts to grow, as my beard grows longer, it kind of covers it up. But then as I continue to pull, the bald spot grows, and I will have to eventually shave it. Hmm. When I do shave it, my hand trick uh, will move to either I go down to my chest hair sometimes or my eyebrows. Okay. So I try to prevent it, but, you know. Yeah. Is it something you've ever wanted to seek treatment for? Uh, I brought it up with um, my uh, mental health providers at times, and they would tell me that the medication I'm currently on will help it, and I find it's more of a stress thing. So if I uh, take uh, a lot of self-care and lower my stress levels, I don't do it as much. Okay. So uh, I assume you're experiencing pain as you're yanking these out, correct? Uh, well, <laughs> sometimes, yes, but at this time, I guess, like, I, well, I, I've been doing it for maybe about 20 years, yeah. give or take, and, um, I'm used to it. I yeah. generally focus on, like, the same areas, uh, more around my chin or, you know, and then, um, I guess, like, the hair follicles that do grow back are, um, thinner and softer than previous because they don't, it's it's not as painful unless, like, I go to an area where I haven't previously picked. Uh, Is there a chance you can, you can have permanently bald areas after doing that for a while? Definitely, yeah. I do have a couple spots on my chin that I'm not sure if they just don't grow back or if I pick them mostly, but I, I notice that if I keep shaving and try to, like, get rid of the beard picking and let the hair grow back, that I still will have uh, a uh, permanent bald spot on my chin. There's a couple of them. Okay. Will you will you get anxious if, if in other words, if you were to shave completely and, and, you know, like a normal shave, would you be anxious that you didn't have that fallback stress reliever? Believe it or not, my hand will go to my chin out of habit, but once I feel the skin instead of the hair, it'll go immediately down to my chest or up to my eyebrows. So you're not stopping. You'll find hair someplace. It, yeah, generally, if I'm like at that point of stress, then yeah, I'll probably wind up pulling something. I don't. Okay. I don't mean to be. Uh, but but have you ever gone for the pubes? <laughs> I mean, because it's a hair source. Yeah, yeah. Once in a, you know what? It, it's funny you ask. I got to answer once in a while that has happened. Yeah, where I'll find myself like 
you know, sitting there after a shower or whatever, yeah. you talking about the detail, and then, you know, you wind up, hey, well, what am I doing here? You know? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> That's a last resort, Paul. <laughs> right. This isn't the right thing to do. Uh, well, I, I hope it right. gets better for you. Thanks for the call, Paul. All right, let me go to a psychologist who treats uh, trichotillomania. Hi, Shane. Good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, you, Shane. Okay, so <laughs> you have, uh, you've helped people with this issue before? Yeah, um, both my wife and I are certified in CBIT, which is Cognitive Behavioral Intervention for Ticks. And that is, uh, uh, trichotillomania is a tick. Okay, okay, <laughs> Nick, had, Nick had mentioned that, okay. Yeah, it, it's classified as something called body-focused repetitive behavior. Mm. Wow. So, All right, and yeah. is do, do I'm, I'm sure there's a, a variety of of, uh, of techniques that can be used to, to help people out. And is it is, are there are there medical or there uh, uh, compensating things that people can do? There are some medical interventions. There are some some medications that seem to be effective, but therapy really is. You have to change the behavior. You really have to put something else in the way mm. of the picking. Give someone else a, a coping strategy that does not involve picking. So you're not just. Go ahead. Your recommendation would be to not to not immediately jump to a chemical solution and and as you say do an organic changing of the way you're approaching this. Yeah, I'd probably seek therapy first. Uh, if if the therapy isn't doing it, then we'll refer you to a psychiatrist and you can go the medical route too. Sometimes in tandem they work the best. What 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 are some of the and we got to take a break here, but what what are some of the um uh diversions so to speak that you might give them? Oh, you could do anything. Um, You could give them uh, knitting would work. Anything using their hands that is not picking. How about getting a job in a salon? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Pick other people's hands. Yeah, right? You don't use scissors. You're just pulling it out. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's got to be a weird thing. Is there there an element uh, that would be linear to, like, self-mutilation in this? Like, people who are cutters? Uh, They're really too... Completely different. Okay. Honestly. Okay. The the tick, the tick is absent-minded. It's just a habit that is mm-hmm. that is formed over the years to cope right. with things. And sometimes when you're doing it, you're not anxious about anything. You're just not thinking about anything. You're yeah, not doing it. Do. Yeah, yeah. So. I can be like you know, nail biting can be for nervous reasons, and other times it can be just I'm um, just doing this. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah just something to stimulate. Mm-hmm. There's a circuit in the brain that needs stimulation, and that's oh. why the behaviors repeat. It's like me with the, the, the mag light and the rectal thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't help yourself. Yeah. You can't help yourself. Shane. That's another, that's another thing altogether. <laughs> yeah, we'll set up a session with you and Steve. Thank you, Shane. Sounds right. good. Have a good one. We'll see you. All right. Where's anyway. the flashlight? But, uh, yeah, Amy Schumer. It's been her, quote, unquote, you know, yeah. dark, dark secret. Uh, and she's recently uh, come out with the fact that, yes, she has uh, trichotillomania. And I, I, she hasn't um, commented on how she has a handle on it or anything like that, but it has been a problem in her life at some point. Interesting. All right. Well, thanks for your calls. We got to take a break. Uh, we're going to come back in a moment, and we will get to bizarre file stories, and we have more on the way as well. New Word of the Week prize. I'll tell you about that when we get back. Stay with us. After two years, the strangest spectacle on snow is back. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic, Friday, March 3rd, at Scranton's Montage Mountain, with thousands up for grabs and cash prizes. Sled registration and complete details at WMMR.com. Come for the cardboard and stay for the Mountain Fest. Two days of live music, Mountainside. Friday night, it's up there. Father of mine. Saturday starts with some pond skimming, then ramps up with an explosive double bell. Lit. And fuel. Cap off 
the day with a fireworks show on the snow. Join us for a kickin' weekend at Montauk, Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic, and Mountain Fest. Details at WMMR.com from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So I wanted to talk about, we mentioned this yesterday, Yellowstone National Park uh, is completely shut down. All the entrance closed. I don't know when the last time that's happened. 34 in, years ago. In its history uh, because of this horrible flooding that's been taking place and some bridges have been wiped out. Roads are disintegrating. Uh, they've had uh, There was this video footage of this entire structure, a home-like structure. It's like a warehouse or something like that taken into the river and floated down the river. Right. So it's crazy. It's some of the worst flooding they've, they've ever had, uh, and it's causing destruction in the park. And Kathy <laughs> had said that her friends had a vacation planned there this week. And so what I, I assume they've canceled and you would think, but yeah. no, right? No, I actually asked yesterday and uh, no, they so they're doing like a glamping Okay, and they called and they told them to still come. Okay, so if they're doing glamping, it's probably yeah, it's probably not in the park. She said it is really the the or, or maybe campground I don't, is maybe, maybe the campground's not, but I, you would imagine if you're glamping near Yellowstone, the point is to go to Yellowstone. Oh, of course, yeah. But listen, it's beautiful all around there. But the the, the money shot stuff is inside. Inside, the and I I thought yeah. it was, but but maybe not. Uh, Nick, you were saying now, uh, and the general consensus is there are still. Uh, it's a sprawling yeah. park. I mean, it's, and it's like two million acres. Yeah, it's yeah. bigger than Rhode Island. You yeah. know, it's, it's a massive area. There were a lot of people in the park already, tourists and employees alike. And so and, now and they the admitted they, they couldn't get everyone yeah, out. Getting them out is, yeah. is going to be an enormous challenge. And then repairing the roads and, uh, you know, figuring out how and when they're going to be able to get back in. So uh, with that, we thought it'd be an interesting discussion. And uh, we want to hear calls from people who have... Uh, either decided to just let's just go anyway, <laughs> you know. The, yes, the yes, the volcano is erupting, but let's go anyway, uh-huh. or whatever it is. Two one five two six three WMMR, or you're there and you can't leave. And what do we do now? Well, I have a volcano story that my neighbors encountered. Uh, the, Phil and Leslie, are, you know, longtime neighbors who love them to death. They had actually. Um, they had flown to France. And you remember when that uh, volcano Iceland? erupted in Iceland? Yeah. They they were not allowing any air travel out of the area or in that general vicinity because of, obviously, the smoke and the, and the debris and these kinds of things. Yes. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and so they were, they and now, mind you, they're worst places to stay, but they, like, what do we do? They yeah. had to stay for a long time while everything subsided right. because of this volcano. That was erupting. Uh, 215-263-WMMR is the number. My, uh, this is a, a common problem lately, but uh, COVID has been an issue. So my friend Mary-Kate got uh, COVID while she was in Ireland and got stuck there. And so she had to wait until she was able to test negative in order to leave the country. And so she, the, the, the people that she was, was with and went there, they came home. She stayed in Ireland for yeah. several days. I've gotten a few emails of, of people having that happen as well, well. We're technically in hurricane season now, are we? Or is that, is that to be later, that later summer? I think that's late later summer, summer to early okay. fall, yeah. So, so what happens down in, in the Caribbean, obviously, there's a lot of times where... I had to cancel my honeymoon. I was supposed to go to uh, Grenada. And uh, this was, uh, you know, back when I was, um, like, just started at Y100. It's 2004. Hurricane Ivan destroyed the entire, 90% of the island of Grenada. And so oh. the entire uh, honeymoon was canceled. Yeah. Clint Eastwood and his battalion had to get that's you out. That's right. Yes. Oh, wow. Heartbreak Ridge? <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. What movie is there? Um, and uh, hurricane season is now. Oh, it is now? Yeah, it's okay. June 1st to November 30th. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, hang on. I'm going to go to Derek. Hi, Derek. Good morning. Gadzooks, good Gad, morning. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up, man? 
so me and my family went to Disney World, even though the largest Atlantic hurricane was headed for Florida. So, Derek, did right. they, did they, they weren't going to, uh, you would assume they were going to close the park in anticipation of this cataclysmic event. They didn't? They did. It was the first time they closed the park in 40 years, but the resorts are actually hurricane shelters. Oh. oh. Okay. So, yeah, so they build everything out of concrete. So everybody from Florida pretty much just goes to Disney anyway. So huh. I was like, I'm not wasting all this money and not going to Disney. But is that the way you want to experience it? Care. Locked up in a room. <laughs> it's only one day. How, how did it play out? Uh, yeah, it was cool. They ended up refunding me money for my park tickets, and I just ended up sitting in a resort for two days during the hurricane, and, uh, you know, just sat at the bar for two days. What, right. what it's not necessarily it? just one day, case. Those things can stall, and yeah. then you can get a tropical depression. What and if then... things are damaged? Yeah. You know? Um, so, <laughs> so they refunded you the park tickets. What'd you guys end up doing? We just sat at the resort. They went to SeaWorld. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you just hung out in the room and went down to the restaurant, and did, did power ever conk out or anything like that? No, we had power. They actually provided us with, like, Uncrustables, a flashlight. Uncrustables? Listen, it's going to be uh, gale force winds consistent for 48 hours, but what if I sweeten the deal with Uncrustables? <laughs> yeah. Were they just the peanut butter and jelly, or did they have the uh, the, the cheese, too? Nah, just peanut butter and jelly. All right, those are pretty damn good. Those are pretty damn good. All right, thank you, Derek. I appreciate it. Just PB and J. We got got a Uh, Let me go to Jackie. Hey, Jackie, good morning. Good morning, Ed. It's Jackie from Spring Mountain. Oh, hi, Jackie Jackie. from Spring Mountain. Good to hear from you. Good morning. All right, so you got stuck somewhere. Where was it? Or you you decided to go even though? What was it? Oh, no. No, no, we went. So it was um, Mystic, Connecticut. I I thought it was Nantucket, but then I remembered it was Mystic, Connecticut. And my best friend and her boyfriend planned a trip to go uh, out on a boat. You stay overnight on the boat. You go whale watching. Okay. So my, um, my girlfriend said, why don't you come with us? So to make it for her cousin. So the four of us went to Mystic, Connecticut, and we drove up there and um, they let us stay on the boat the first night. We were supposed to go out the next morning. Hurricane Bob was on the horizon. Okay. So they made the decision of probably wasn't safe to take us well watching in the midst of a hurricane. So um, we we didn't go. And so we went to get a hotel and Hurricane Bob hit. It took us three days to get out of Connecticut. Oh! There was no power. We just drank for three days. Yeah. Uh, restaurants were closed and they'd open for like an hour. We would get on the road and try to get home and, and, and the roads were so, you know, congested with traffic for other people trying to get out. You know, we'd get another oh. hotel. So it took us three days to get home and uh, and the, it was a vacation that never happened. Yeah. yeah, so, and, that, yeah. and that's what you, that's the risk you run. Yeah. Like you go, for example, you go exactly. to Yellowstone if they're still allowing people to go what are you going to encounter when you get there yeah and if you listen you try to secure time in your schedule you make all the planning you do all the preparation and then to be that precarious i think i would default to no let's try it again another time it's tough because i and i can't remember the particulars but i know i've been in the situation of okay 
we're, we're, we're teetering on the edge of do we or don't right. we. And, and somebody's got to make a call, and we're, it's either going to be the right call or the bad, or the wrong call. And you just and sometimes I'll just step up and go, all right, I'm going to make the decision. Yes, let's go. And then it ends up being the wrong decision. When you went to Hawaii, so when yeah. you went to Hawaii, if, if there had been a, a massive storm bearing down on Hawaii that was going to hit during the vacation, would follow through? or would I, just, I would pull the plug on because that. Because that's an investment. Yeah, that's an investment. It's a long flight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's a big time investment. It's also you're over open ocean for a long time yeah. as well. Anything can happen on the way there. So I would probably pull the plug on a Hawaii thing. Right. But like Mexico or something like that, or the Poconos. I don't know. Maybe what, you don't I, know if you would. No, I probably would. Yeah, uh, or or I, the Caribbean. You know, maybe because it's closer. You know, I don't know. See, There's more uh, I, Mexican food. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, like so much was into it, like all the planning, and I, I would probably pull. The, I'm I'm the person to be like, no, like I don't want to waste my mm. time, my money. Like if I was going to Disney, like we're going to Disney. I'm not going down there to. To sit in the hotel, I get that it can be enjoyable too. That, but like, but even if I'm planning if all of this, Uncrustables were involved. I, <laughs> you know what? Even I, I don't know. That would be okay. that would be a hard one. Let um, me think about it. Yeah. No, but you know, you put in all of this planning for me. Like, I get like stressed out a little bit into yeah. all this planning. So for it to be completely ruined, and I, then you're looking, you're like, uh, you're, you're watching the clock, you're watching the weather, you're watching the you advance. You, you, like how, how? And then, as you said, Preston, a storm gets stalled. There's damage caused that makes certain parts of what you wanted to do. Un- Available, mm. uh, you're, then you're go- you're already going into it knowing you're going to have a half-assed situation. But I understand people still going because of all of that planning. For right. me, I wouldn't want it to get ruined. But I like my friend was like, we did all of this planning. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not going. No, I hear you. Now with that, with them going to Yellowstone, now obviously they won't be able to get into the park. But there is. Because of that region, there's still plenty to see and do. Jackson Hole is just like a two-hour drive from there. I think that's good, where they, the, the Tetons are there. They're it's sending a lot of people to Jackson Hole at this point because, A, there's an airport, and, B, that part of the park is open. So I think you can still get in the southern entrance right now of, of Yellowstone. I think and isn't there a local mall, Nick? They, they do they, have a mall. <laughs> yes. They said they opened up, partially opened one road, but had to evacuate 10,000 people so far. What? Yeah. Out of the park? Out of the park. You wow. Can, I don't care how comprehensive, and I'm sure they have it down to a sign. That is so sprawling. It's so it's, it's bad. so big. There are people who can be recessed. Ch- now, obviously, the idea if you're if you're conscientious, you let them know where you are. You you provide them with what the store oh, approximately where you're going to be. But I guarantee you, there are people in there that they haven't reached. Yeah. All right, we're going back to these stories. Uh, you know, we went anyway. Is yeah. Kind of the story. All right, I'm going to go to Mark. Hey, Mark. Good morning. How can she slap? How can she slap? That's the eternal question. All right, Mark, what's your story, man? So, uh, so I've been to California about eight times, but my girlfriend had never been there. So in September of 2020, the height of COVID, we decided to go out there, which was a great idea from the start. <laughs> right. So uh, we landed in L.A., and our plan was to drive to San Francisco, which is about a six, seven-hour drive. So we land in L.A., and we stopped in Santa Maria. Nick, I don't know if you're familiar with that area. I haven't been there yet, no. Uh, uh, overnight, we stopped in Santa Maria. And on the news is the Golden Gate Bridge, and it's pretty much everything behind it is on fire. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we're like, well, we're here, you know. We I mean, we'll get there and we'll figure it out. So the whole drive up, the, the weather forecast was smoke. It wasn't cloudy. It wasn't rain. It was smoke. Oh my so God. the whole drive up, you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. Oh, the road God. Closed. The, the, yeah, it, there, it was nothing but smoke, like. 
bank down to the ground the whole way up there. But it was we made it there to the bridge and, and saw all the touristy stuff in San Francisco and it was it was pretty cool to see it like that actually, you know, mm-hmm. to, to experience it in that form. Right. But it's a it's but, a rare yeah. sight, but yeah, a tragic one. But, but yeah. yeah, it's like uh, how was your trip to Mount St. Helens? Uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. Yeah. 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 All right. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. I appreciate it. I you know what it, what I find um, you know if you see footage of uh, like in the middle of the of a hurricane where just the worst is happening, I find even scarier footage. Are the people driving out of forest fires? So there's holy yeah. God. We got a is... whole bunch of that last year. You remember yeah. there's shots of of, and it's not like look on the ridge. You can no. see the glow. It's like the trees lining the streets that they're driving down are on fire. Yeah, that stuff is terrifying. Uh, let me get next to. Hang on a second. There we go. That's yeah. why. That's why I keep uncrustables in the car. Let me <laughs> in the car. <laughs> let me go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning, it. Morning, it, buddy. What's up, man? So this uh, place where I got stuck might intrigue you, Preston. Okay. So uh, when uh, September of two thousand one, when nine eleven happened, okay, I was down in Relatan, Honduras, scuba diving. Oh, okay, that sounds pretty cool. And, yeah, well, gets <laughs> pretty interesting. So when nine eleven actually happened, I was actually sixty feet underwater on a dive, Whoa. and came back up. Captain didn't really speak very good English. Said that a plane had crashed up in the states, and we didn't think anything of it. Mm-hmm. Came back to the resort at lunchtime. Found CNN printouts all over the bar about what happened. Wow. We had no TV to see anything, one phone, one computer at the resort. It was strictly a scuba diving resort. Wow. Mike, it's kind of convenient that you'd be out of the country on 9 11. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. So there's literally, we don't have the massive amounts of instant communication. Yeah. You had none of that trying to figure out what was going on. When I did that so, trip in the Grand Canyon, some, it, it, it's similar. Like, you have you have zero contact with the outside world for, for eight days at a time. Yeah. And so when I, I had asked, I said, what happened on 9-11? They said nobody on that on that river for an entire week knew what was going on. There was oh, wow. a big when terrorist attack. No, no, I mean. When, <laughs> when their trip is over, right. uh, they, they, you know, they, there's a bus waiting for them, uh, and they just had, like, every single newspaper on the oh, bus going, God. here's what happened. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. so, Mike, I would imagine, so this happens, and then um, uh, air travel came to a well, screeching halt. Yeah, well, the, the issue was... Um, Roatan is like a third world country off Honduras, but they have some nice resorts there that you know tourists can go to. Plus, it is a cruise destination, so cruise ships go there. However, um, the airport's not that big. It's an international airport, but the FAA, that was one of the last airports to clear to fly back into the United States. So we were stuck there for an extra week. Wow. Again, we had no, we did end up seeing a TV the week that we were stuck there at a um, another resort that it, we went to. It was in a museum. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Flying back was definitely interesting because we had to fly. Our flight plan actually took us through El Salvador and spent the night in El Salvador to get back into the States. So it was definitely a, a trip to remember. And we did finish out the scuba diving in the week. But then the following week, and as you know, Preston, you can't fly. Right. Um, you, know, you can't dive 24 hours before flying. Right. So because we were literally at the, the you know, 
You didn't know when you were coming back. Yeah, so we couldn't fly. We couldn't dive. So we basically spent the next week just on the beach. But what a place to be stuck at. I got That's true. And and what a weird mindset to be into, Mike. Here you are in in resort area on a beautiful beach. This incredible national tragedy has happened, and all you guys can do. It, it must have been kind of bizarrely bittersweet with that going on, but yet you're stuck in this gorgeous place, you know? It was, and we had, of course. Now I was young enough. I don't. I didn't. I was down there with my dad, so okay. I didn't. You know, we were sort of family trip, but we had people on the trip that were freaking out because they couldn't get back to their kids, couldn't get communicate with their kids. You know, the phone right. was available to use here and there, but it was sketchy service. I mean, it really was. No information or anything other than printouts every day coming in. That's wow. all we got to see. Interesting. All right. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate the call. Um, let me go to some others. This is just where your vacation was rocked by some kind of uh, event, whether right, it's a right. natural event or you know, a terrible uh, tragedy right. like that. Uh, I'm going to go to Catherine next. Hi, Catherine. Morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? What's up, Catherine? Hi. So um, I was 14 when the London bombings happened, and my family had planned, uh, like, a 10-day trip over there. All right, what are the London bombings? I remember, like, it was about 16, what, 17 years ago, and, like, subway? The, subway, the subway was bombed. Subway, okay, yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely, okay. So that happened, and we were scheduled to fly out two days later. So my family was, like, and we were going to spend, like, time in London, and they didn't know if they were actually going to go, what we were going to do, and we decided to go because we were going to be there and then go out to the countryside a couple days later. Yeah. And it was just, it was really freaky. It was really wild. So, but then we ended up going to Buckingham Palace on the Thursday, a week after the bombings. They were doing a memorial, like, a moment of silence at, you know, Buckingham Palace. And then a week after that, they got bombed again. Oh. So that that's a, like that. You, you're going to a place that you know is dealing with it with a with a you know as you said, there are different things. Obviously, an act of nature, and this you have, uh, you know, a situation that's ongoing. I, I, in a case like that, I think I would say no. I'm going to pass. Yeah, I don't think uh, you know. I would feel unsafe. I would feel unsafe. Yeah, you know. And, and listen, because also. You you are you're already going knowing you're probably not going to do all the things you wanted to do because of concerns or things being shut down yeah. or so on and so forth. And I don't do the, do do they even have uncrustables in England? I, I, that's <laughs> a damn good <laughs> question. That's you got to really think question. about survival. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Rochelle's family. Uh, she she has family in uh, Colombia, uh, South America. And I forgot what it was. Uh, it was a couple of years ago. There was something, uh, some sort of turmoil, some sort of political turmoil right, right. that was going on. And the, the, like his her brother had planned a trip or something like that. And they were like, I don't know if it's safer not to go there. You know what I mean? Yes. They, ended up, they ended up going and everything was fine. I would be like, that's a big, that's a trip. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now, yeah. I know they have... El Crustables. <laughs> El Crustables. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, that's, again, I, I think just because of what goes into a trip and all that stuff, as you say, Kathy, you know that that's crap's going on. I'm like, hey, what the hell? Like yeah. you said, Preston, you're taking something that's a little bit shorter if you're going to, like, the Rock and Roll Museum, uh, Wall of, you know, uh, Hall of Fame or Museum yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Okay, it doesn't go quite right. That's fine. Um, let me go to Let me go to Josh here. Hey, Josh, good morning. Good morning, guys. Gazooks. Gazooks, my friend. What's up? Not much. So back in 2007, the start of my senior year of high school, we decided as a family vacation we were going to take a Disney cruise. So we flew out of Philly down to Florida, went out, 
Yeah, because of the hurricane season, we had to reroute the way the trip was going. So we ended up going to Disney's private islands first, so on and so forth. And then about three or four days into the cruise, because it was like a five, six-day cruise, a hurricane came over and basically stalled over the, the, the coast of Florida. Oh, man. All right, let me, let me ask you this, Josh. Had they been, when, when you guys were planning your trip and getting ready to leave, did you have any idea that a hurricane might be headed into that region? No, but we we knew it was like it was hurricane season, so you knew it was a possibility. But I don't think it was factual to any of us. Okay, the, the crew might have known a little bit more what was going on because obviously they're going to keep eyes on things like that. Yeah. Uh, but long story short, it ended up being we got stuck out on this boat for an extra three days, four nights. Oh my god! Wow. Because of these hurricanes. Yeah. To the point where we had to dock down in Galveston, Texas, so they could reload the supplies on the boat. So the, uh, the, wow. Okay. So they're they're doing all this. I think probably during hurricane season, cruise lines probably add extra, whatever, just in anticipation of things like I this. Think so. I guarantee you're not. It's not the first time this has happened. Yeah. Um. So so uh, do all you guys take out sorry. insurance when you're. I do uh, on, on uh, airline on, on tickets. Yeah. Right, right, right. Not. Uh, I haven't looked into other forms of insurance, um, but usually on on the on the flight, I'll, I'll get an insurance. I, I yeah. always do full trip insurance. So, full trip insurance. So if yeah, if we needed to cancel a trip, um, and not even like you get credit to wherever you're like, we get our money back. And, and to me, it's completely worth, worth it. it. And it and it's again like I, I have just you ever get, used it? Have you ever used it? Um, we did use it through COVID. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Is that through your travel agent, Kath? Yeah. All right. So I don't. I just don't use a travel agent very often. I, I mostly book this stuff on my own. But, but you the, can book it. You, you can get it yourself. He just does it okay. for us. But it's 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 done through like you know a separate insurance company. So you could do it if you wanted to. I just use flight insurance for uh, Casey and Chuck's trip out west. <laughs> yeah. Good call. Yeah. 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 Or uh, reschedule. Uh, Besides the way, insurance, can you get travel four hundred one k? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, uh, Steve, to answer if uh, if do they have uh, uncrustables in the UK? Yeah. Uh, just got this text that says Europeans hate peanut butter. Oh, there we go. So I don't know if that's what? true or not. Is off. I found that hard to believe. Um, yeah, peanut butter is one of the greatest inventions. But you ever. know what? Those the, the British teeth. It could be an issue. And then Steve, uh, we're going to wrap up this segment. But somebody says, "Hey, is Steve okay?" I heard BTS is breaking up. No. Yeah, well, they're taking they're a taking break, break, right? Uh, yeah, no, there wasn't the full end. They're just taking okay. a break and trying some creative. You know, they still have to serve time in the army too. Yeah. Oh, uh, do they? Yeah, South Korean. Yeah, and they have an obligation. Right. They, right? they allowed them um, like a dispensation. To avoid that. All right, we got a break in a second here, though, Cap. Just want to let you know uh, that Europeans don't really eat too much peanut butter. Oh wow! Right. <laughs> well, you know what? Good. <laughs> yeah. More for us. Uh, yeah. Uh, now it helps yes. me make with my trip decisions. That's right. <laughs> you are correct. All right. Well, listen. Thank you for your calls. I appreciate it. Stay with us. Yes. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Everyone loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. And Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you purchase. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them Preston and Steve sent you. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest is going to be in our fair city for a show at the Kimmel Cultural Campus, the Kimmel Center, uh, September 23rd. And it is called An Astrophysicist Goes to the Movies Part 2. I love this. Please welcome one of our all-time favorite guests, Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. This morning. Neil, good morning, sir. How are you? I like the fact that whoever is watching this rather than just listening, each of you has your name emblazoned on the moon of your microphone. Yes. Yeah. That was Preston's idea. He thought it had almost like the way you put thought into things, uh, he did as well. So, well, Were you guys stealing each other's microphones? And like no, it's actually for the purpose. And so-, and so the guest knows uh, how to refer to us. Sometimes you come into a room and you have all these people and you mm. want to be polite. Oh, very good. And there you go. So, Hey, very Neil, we, we played the 2001 uh, music as we were leading. In. Do you have do you have a favorite space a theme piece of music? Because you're brought on all the time, and I'm sure that that people will use some music. To yeah, I mean, movement. you know, there's, there's no substitute for 2001, but uh, I think Bowie's Space Oddity is <sighs> has got to be up there. Yeah. You know? it, uh, many people misname it as Major Tom or whatever, but yeah, Space Oddity, uh, that's a good one. But yeah, I think 2001 wins. Uh, well, I'll tell Sprach Zarathustra. Right, yeah, that's big yes, Zarathustra. Yes. Yeah, they, they uh, and I love this whole thing. We're all fans, obviously, of of all your work. But when you start talking movies, you're extra in a real house. Yep. <laughs> and I was reading something you uh, wrote, uh, and it concerned time travel, which is a common uh, theme in movies. Yeah, and yeah. you raised this notion that blew my mind, and I never thought about this before. So, like, uh, for example, in the classic uh, George Powell uh, time, uh, the Time Machine, uh, Rod Taylor, if you travel, th- if you travel through time, it also has to be a space travel as well, because if yes. you travel through time and go back, the Earth will have moved. You'll be in the vacuum of space, correct? Uh, yes. Uh. Did, uh, did you ever think about I that, Preston? I never thought about that. That's, it has to involve time point. and travel, correct? Mm-hmm. And space travel, correct. Yeah. Because other, yeah. I mean, just think about it. Earth is moving pretty fast at a good clip in orbit around the Earth. Yeah. And if you just sit there and say, I'm going to go back an hour... Um, yeah, no, that doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. Plus, Earth is, is also rotating. Yes. And the sun, with all of its orbiting objects, it is dragging them with it in orbit around the center of the galaxy. Yes. And the galaxy yes. is falling towards another galaxy in the constellation Andromeda, all right, the Andromeda galaxy. So all this motion is happening, and you'll just be bare-assed in space. <laughs> with, you know, all, include a space coordinate with your time machine. By the way, in, in Back to the Future, they kind of were okay about that, maybe just by accident, because they went. he went back exact in the original. He went back exactly 30 years. Okay. So... If you go back an exact year count, uh, then it, in terms of Earth's orbit, he's good. But 
the sun moving around the galaxy, he wouldn't be. But okay. you got to, you know, you can't, you can't require everything. <laughs> no, I know, and I assume you do a fair amount of. And I, I say this uh, with all these movies, and I, I love seeing your uh, take on the uh, the science and the efficacy of what's put forward in, in these various films. But you do have to allow for, you know, uh, certain things, and you sort of check your brains at the door on some aspects of it. But, but to your, to your uh, thinking, to this day. What movie? What movie stands head and shoulders above the rest as far as nailing the science? Okay, let me start first. Which which one does worst? <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> I want you hate it. More laws of physics per minute. Okay, than any other movie ever made. <laughs> it's a staggering piece of crap. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, it's entertaining. Uh-huh. It's funny. Yeah, it's got good relationships. It's got good stars. We like watching the stars. So, so I, I don't, I, I don't, I barely even comment on that. There's a scene where there's an early wave of of, of uh, meteors, uh, yeah. uh, comet parts that are coming in before the big one comes. Right, and just just as one little point, one of them hits like. Grand Central Terminal in New York City goes through and destroys the clock in the middle of the waiting room. You're thinking, you have GPS aim. You know, the earth is ocean. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kills me... take out our monuments with yeah. these things, but uh, I would say uh, probably the most accurate is The Martian. I knew it! Ah. I knew it! I wrote down, I wrote down Andy Weir because yes. he Andy wrote Weir. the book... And- the book is phenomenal, by the way. And he handed me the highest compliment I've ever gotten. He said when he was writing that, because he, he's also an engineer turned novelist. He was said when he was writing it, he said, hmm, I wonder what Tyson would do about this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, he doesn't want to be called out for getting anything wrong. I thought that was a, I was, it was a little version of me on his shoulder. So, Neil, have you, have you read uh, Project Hail Mary uh, from him yet? No, but I know of the storyline, yes, and it, we chatted about that. That's a very intriguing very. Sort of biological um, uh, concept that he's got going there. And they're going to make that into a movie. Ryan Gosling is going yeah, to join that. Of course. Yeah, and it is, sure. uh, I, I absolutely fell in love with that book, and I'm so glad because the science was some of the most intriguing uh, the way it's explained, he does in a very, um, uh, a, a very uh, approachable, a, a plain way that that uh, us that uh, we that don't have degrees can uh, can follow along with, and uh, I can't wait for that to be a film as well. But even the Martian did take some some liberties as well, did it not? Yeah, there's one. It took one liberty. By the way, there's a Mark Twain quote which I'll share with you. It's first get your facts straight. Then distort them at your leisure. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't mind you going interesting places with your storytelling, provided you did a little homework. That's okay. all. Okay. That's, that's, that's it. I'm not nit- That's all. Yeah, no, I agree. It's like I will. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one for you. Monsters Inc. Okay. okay. You say, well, where's the science in that? It was brilliant. Oh my gosh, the monsters uh, work in a factory that creates doors. Doors, and it is the door of the closet of the kids' room that they're going to bust out and scare overnight. Mm-hmm. So all they have to do is open the closet door, and they show up in the kids' closet. This door is a four-dimensional portal through the space-time continuum. 
And this is exactly what 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 um, Doctor Strange is doing. Uh -huh. Yes, Doctor Strange needs magic and sparkly hole <laughs> openings, right? And with the monsters just walk through the door. <laughs> this was completely brilliant, and they didn't make a big deal of it. And it's like, so I will praise even animated features. I love when it. They, when they think about it and they do it right. Okay. I also love the fact, uh, Dr. Tyson, that you've been tweeting uh, about the moon quite a bit lately. And I'm, I, I think you are probably as well. But everybody in this room is very excited about the Artemis mission. And, um, I, you know, I don't know if, if and when it's going to happen. But, and I was a little upset with the scrub a, a week or two ago. Um, what are your thoughts on Artemis and, and what it's uh, you know, going to let us know about the moon? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm of two minds there. I'm, I say to myself, yeah, I'm glad we're going back to the moon. 50 years later. Yeah. yeah. Come on. <laughs> I mean, if you had said in 1972, we're going to have a space mission in the year 2022, you say, where's it going? Right. Are we sending people to Jupiter? <laughs> to, to, yeah. No, uh, we're going to go back to the moon. <laughs> and this first mission won't have people on it. Right. Right. Neither will the second mission. Okay. And I don't even know. I have to remember if the third mission, if they're ever going to even land. So you got to be a little bit disappointed that we've had this 50-year gap. That being said, we have landed on Mars. We plunked a, an SUV-sized rover down on Mars that's getting 3D. And it had a helicopter. Yeah. Okay? yeah. So the science has progressed. Not the sort of the geopolitics of human exploration of the solar system. Right. So that's why I'm, I'm of two minds there. Yeah. Okay. I have a question. Way, Artemis was the twin sister of Apollo. Oh, didn't. there we go. The yes. Apollo mission was the first uh, to go to the moon. Yeah. Isn't that great? Oh, I get Wait, it. did you have to explain? Are they that young? You had to explain that? <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a question about the moon. So last Saturday, uh, it was uh, slightly overcast, but the, the clouds seemed to be thin. You could see the moon through it. And it looked like what was, I guess, a reflection of the moon just a little bit away and down a little bit further. Was that, is that what I was looking at, a reflection? Okay, no, what you get, oh, it's interesting. No, no, what you get is, depending on what the, what the clouds are made of, if they're, uh, and how big the droplets of, of moisture in the clouds, and occasionally, they're, when you go high up, it gets very cold. You may have noticed in an airplane, if you look at the screen that tells you the outdoor temperature, it's like 40 below zero when you get high up. Okay, so, uh, and if the droplets freeze, then they become little prisms, and they, they'll actually reflect the, uh, the moonlight into an angle that would be, what would be a way you would find a rainbow. Sometimes you see a moonbow, ah. well. but depending on where the water is, it'll be like 22 degrees away from where the moon is. And these are spots where the, the light comes back to you again. It's an optical effect in the clouds. That's, you need clouds for that. That's you know, cool. Just, just slight transparent clouds. Now that my mind is reeling from Monsters, Inc., I, I, I want to <laughs> ask you about... Um, so, the, to me... In, would would that be similar to perhaps uh, a controlled wormhole, like I created? Yes, yes, completely, completely. And there's a scene in Monsters Inc. It's a chase scene where they're chasing each other in the factory through doors. And so you go through a door, and in one door they end up with the Eiffel Tower in in Paris, and another one there. And and so so it's. Somebody thought about that, and it's Pixar, basically. So I think they have authentic scientists in, in Pixar. There's another one. In, in A Bug's Life, hold aside the fact that the ants 
all had only four legs, okay? Right. Uh, you know, they got the physics right, even if they cheated the biology. A mosquito is in a bar ordering a drink. And if you're a mosquito, what drink would you order? Blood. A Bloody blood. Mary. Bloody Mary, yeah. yeah. No, Bloody Mary. It's a real bar, so it's a Bloody Mary, please. Uh-huh. Not yeah. blood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the bartender, <laughs> the bartender has a dispenser, and he pulls out a blob of Bloody Mary, which is just a little blob, and he places it on the counter. Oh, my gosh, they know about surface tension. Surface tension, yeah. Because when you're really little, you don't need a highball glass. Yeah. Just put the dot of liquid in front of you. Yeah, wow. And then the mosquito um, sucks it, and then it gets high from it and falls off the bar stool. <laughs> so uh, I applaud any place there's a little bit of science that's, that's intriguing. And there's another example in Steve Martin's, um, uh, uh, Steve Martin's uh, L.A. story. Yes. You know, in the old days, if you want to know how much time elapsed, there'd be a calendar on the wall, and you would see days flip by or the the hours go by on a clock. He he had a different mechanism in it. He had the moon going through its phases, just in the background in the sky. Uh-huh. And so uh, you can tell, okay, this story took place over two weeks. Okay. Because it started in a crescent moon, and it ended up with a full moon. And I thought that was brilliant. I said, yes, yes, give me some universe help in the storytelling. However, the the crest the, the crest oh, was no. growing in the wrong direction. There you go. There you go. Okay. Uh, but I got I got to give him a shout out for even going there. You got James Cameron to um, re uh, cor- uh, to correct a uh, sky scene in Titanic. Um, yeah. uh, have you ever had anything uh, that to me seems like a a huge impact on cinema history? Have you ever <laughs> a- affected a post? Uh, release change in a film outside of that. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. So, so uh, by the way, I only did that because I'm, I remembered the Titanic in first release. Right. All the marketing for it was uh, a, a camera went to the bottom of the ocean with mm-hmm. oceanographer Robert Ballard. They f- found the Titanic. They filmed the the rivets, the 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 staterooms, the china patterns, and they reproduced it in meticulous detail. Right. We know the date, the time, where the, uh, the location where the Titanic sank. We know there was no moon that night, yeah. and it was clear. So when Rose is looking up deliriously on the plank, there's only one sky she should have seen, <laughs> and it was the wrong sky. There's <laughs> not the wrong sky. The left half was a mirror reflection of the right half. Uh-huh. It was wrong and lazy. <laughs> oh, my God. I had to go. I spent 10 years trying to get this boy to fix that. And so in his re-release, his yeah. centennial re-release in 2012, they recut it. Because they called me and said, you got a sky we could use. And so I did that. In another example, Seth MacFarlane for Ted called me up and said, there's a scene where our main character is looking out the window. There's a, there's a meteor streak. This is when he wishes on, on the meteor so that the, 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 the bear comes to life. Right. He says, I want to make sure the sky is accurate so I don't read about it the next morning. <laughs> so I gave him the sky. And the funny part was, if you look at it, the scoring at that point would have been Ted 1, Titanic 0. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So, yeah, Ted had accurate skies in it, by the That's way. That's cool. Uh, I just want to reiterate that uh, Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson is going to be at the Kimmel Center uh, September 23rd for An Astrophysicist Goes to the Movies. This is the sequel, part two. Um, you know, another uh, a show 
uh, that I think has uh, touched on quite a bit of science, along with a lot of horror and science fiction, uh, is Stranger Things. And I don't know if you uh, spent any time with that or not, because they cover electromagnetics and things like that uh, pretty extensively. Yeah, so I never binged the entire series, but I caught enough episodes to get a feeling for it. And it's quite intriguing. And the fact that they have kids in it, mm-hmm. you know, it's just... Um, what it does is it makes you think twice about what could be going on around you. Mm. And, 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 and it, 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 it forces you, it forces you, it encourages you to notice things that you might not have otherwise paid attention to. So I applaud where they were headed there. And so, yeah, a very successful show. Okay. I know it was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, um, but uh, would the physics of Star Wars hold up? Like, would the Death Star explode the way that it exploded or would it... Because you can't have a fire like that in okay, space. Okay, let's get this straight. There is no physics in Star Wars. Let's <laughs> <laughs> start there. Okay. So I'll mention two, th- two, two bits of physics. Ready? In the original Star Wars, I call it Star Wars 1, but yeah. it's probably, what is it? Four. 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 Episode yeah. 4. Okay. Yeah. Um, Luke comes out on the sand planet, and he's looking at the double sunset. I said, yes. Do you know more than half the stars you see in the night sky? If you pull out a telescope, they will resolve into multiple, double and multiple star systems. Huh. So I said, somebody finally captured this in cinema. And so I thought that was a brilliant addition to that storytelling. And it's one of the more poignant scenes in the film. It's beautiful, right? Yeah. It, it doesn't move the plot or anything. It's just a poignant moment. In episode seven, uh, <laughs> The Force Awakens, they have the new and improved powerful Death Star that sucks all the energy out of a real star so that it can kill multiple planets at once. <laughs> this is especially diabolical. Okay, so I did the math on that. First, if you suck all the energy out of a star, you become a star. But let's assume they have special modern containing devices. All right, so then they have these beams and they destroy all the planets of a star system. I said, do you realize that had they calculated this right, the energy of a star is enough to destroy a thousand planets, okay? <laughs> so this is a case where they tried to do a little bit of science, but had they done it correctly, they could have told a more fascinating story. Mm. And the force, the dark, the dark side would have been even more powerful. But well, another thing about that, if you're a military uh, commander... Why do you want to completely obliterate the planet? Don't you want the planet? <laughs> sure. Yeah, just get rid of the people. Yeah. Just, what? What? <laughs> what do you got against the planet? Yeah. <laughs> it didn't do anything to you. Yeah, no, I would imagine real estate was valuable, even right. in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. That's why Independence yeah. Day is, to, to me, they're, they're, they're incinerating the planet that they've supposedly come to take over and mine for resources, right? So, But they're, they're decimating everything. A lot of times... Well, not like, the whole planet. They're killing all of, you know, the White House. So they're killing yeah, all... They're yeah. trying to destroy... Los Angeles. We need <laughs> yeah, to yeah, sustain yeah. civilization. By the way, something they didn't tell you in, in, in Independence Day, that, that movie is precisely H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because uh-huh. Uh, how did we destroy the aliens in War of the Worlds? Uh, it was the, the, the virus. It was a virus. How did we destroy the aliens in Independence Day? It was a computer virus. virus. A virus, you see? All right, so let me ask you this. This has always bothered me. You have these super-evolved aliens that make it all the way across. They're they're traveling. They're destroying planets. They've got this incredible tech, and they're using um, a Mac OS. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) What are the odds that you could have? I comment on that longer. I said, 
you know, I can't. But at the time, yeah. it was very hard to move files back and forth between computers. There was huge challenges related to that. And so I just said, my gosh, they can, like, put an active virus from a Mac into <laughs> an event. This, so that was the least believable part. Right. But another one was they, you know, <laughs> they got the, they captured the alien spaceship, okay, figured out how to work it, and then they get in it. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. This is a seat with a headrest. Did the, did the aliens have a seat with the headrest? Right. It's true. Uh, there was a, what was the uh, Casey the uh, and Steve anybody who can answer the, the the M Night Shyamalan movie with the aliens signs signs, signs. okay yeah. I've heard people um, that have kind of uh, uh, given that but movie I a hard see that movie forgive me on that one but yeah. oh, wow okay well I, I, the point I was going to make is is the these aliens come here and it turns out that water is is acid uh, to them is acid to them and I, and I've heard the argument of well why would you even go to a planet where it's mainly water and it would be <laughs> Stupid but, then, <laughs> but then again, we as humans, we put ourselves, our, our explorers, in uh, extremely hostile environments all the time as we're exploring as yeah, well. Yeah, but we know in advance and we prepare for it. Right. But by the way, this idea that water is caustic to them, we, we already have experienced that in film, right, uh, in Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Who would have thought that the Wicked Witch of the West was water-soluble? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, to, to that point, The Wizard of Oz and, and other movies that are more fantastical, say like Harry Potter and so on and so forth, and, and they, they make the point in, and Marvel Comics was doing it for years with Thor and Asgard, is that it is simply science and technology that appears to be magic to us. Does that hold yeah, any? That's the famous Arthur C. Clarke. Right. Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic, and so that, that's clearly the case. They right. No, no doubt about that. Although, um, I, I think Doctor Strange is actually using magic. Right. Okay. He needed these magic movements of his hands and things. Uh, oh, by the way, in Wizard of Oz, the Wizard of Oz is in this talk. Oh. At, at the Kimmel Center. Um, I, I guess I'll give it away. Uh, when I was a kid, and I, you know, we all saw Wizard of Oz as a, as a kid. At the end, when they give the Scarecrow the brain, do you yes. remember what yes. he does when he, as evidence that he's got a brain? He does a mathematical equation. In that moment. Does name? Yes, he does. Yes. And I said, wow, I can't wait till I'm old enough to understand that mathematical <laughs> equation. <laughs> then the, the, the minute I got old enough and I heard that math, it's like, no! Oh, no. <laughs> I was wrong. I think he says hypotenuse in he it at some point. quotes the Pythagorean theory. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I thought, they could have called a local math teacher from, you know, middle school. Holy <laughs> could have Do you want to, here's a, here's a fun fact I just learned about the Wizard of Oz. When they're running to the poppy fields and it starts snowing, yeah. apparently they used ground-up asbestos. <gasps> That's no. correct. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, yeah, asbestos is very light and airy and, yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. So you live, you learn. Okay. So, uh, Dr. Tyson, I'm driving across the country next week, and, uh, and I'm, so I'm going to have a lot of time on my hands, and you have a new book that is being released on Tuesday. Is there an audio version of that book? Yes, there is. Thanks for calling that out. In fact, I narrate the audio book of it, and it's called A Starry Messenger, ah. Cosmic Perspectives on Civilization. Hmm. So it's what you all look like to somebody who has a cosmic view and who's scientifically literate. And it goes to all manner of places within our warring factions of society. So I start out with truth and beauty and then uh, uh, a color and race. Yeah, I went there. Yeah. And gender and identity. There's there's conflict and resolution, risk and reward, life and death. And uh, oh, and also um, 
uh, uh, law and order. It's what all this looks like, because this, the, as soon as I was scientifically literate, uh, starting about age 12, I said, what are these adults doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What the hell are they doing? And this is collected. It's been gestating within me huh. my entire life. And this is my gift to civilization so that they will know what you look like to science. It's the lens, really. So thanks. If you to, to totally pop it in the, you know, total, the audio book perfect for driving across the country. All right. Wow. So I don't know how long the book is to listen to, but how long did it take for you to record it? Uh, two days, yeah. Uh, so it's it's the oh. book. The actual book is two hundred pages. It's not a big oh, fat book, okay. yeah. Because I don't, you know, the whole, I don't read fat books. So <laughs> I want to make sure it's it's at arm's reach. And the book is a smaller format, you know, size. So uh, there's a lot in there. Uh, it's it's just chock full of such fast observation. There, uh, oh, there's a chapter meat eaters and vegetarians because they're always going at right. it. Yeah. I said, do you want to know what that looks like to a scientist? Here it is. Hmm. If if you're a vegetarian because you don't like killing animals and so you have a humane mouse trap in your basement okay that's honorable right and you trap the mouse and you release it into the wild where it is guaranteed to be eaten all <laughs> <laughs> manner of predator woodland creatures whereas they're safest in your basement yeah. <laughs> in your basement you just leave them there so, <laughs> so there's a lot of decision making that we think is deeply thought out that in fact isn't. I just want to. So the book is riddled with examples. Oh, I love that. this. I, I love this concept. Opinion. I want you to inform your own opinion more deeply. No, that's great. It comes out next Tuesday. I'm ordering that as soon as it as I can order that. Starry Messenger: Cosmic Perspectives on Civilization. Wow. Um, all right, uh, Doctor. We got to wrap it up here, but we just are reminding everyone of your show. An Astrophysicist Goes to the Movies, Part 2, September 23rd at the Kimmel Center. And tickets available at KimmelCulturalCampus.org if you would like to get those. But and you'll finally know what that equation is in that they were attempting to get right in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Excellent. And per your suggestion, we are playing you out with a Space Oddity now. So thank you, doctors. Great to talk you to you. got it, dude. Okay. appreciate it. Dr. Yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson. I love talking to that man. You could do four hours. Oh, no my God. You could just go on and on talking to him. And it's I, I did read one of his books. Uh, it's uh, Letters to an Astrophysicist. Yes. Because some of his more um, academic things are way over my head. Yeah, would be too I'd much. to tap out. But it's, uh, it's just him answering letters to people. And so he writes for, you know, the average person as well. And he does that often. Like, yep. you know, on his social media accounts, well, he'll, he'll, you know, he'll take it down. And I always yeah. love... It's like, a, a, oh, okay, this is a science fiction movie that I like. I wonder, I hope he likes it. Like, yeah. Like yeah. I need to get the stamp of approval. Yep. Uh, that's going to be a great show uh, at the Kimmel Center. All right, let's take a break, and I would like to give away some uh, tickets to the Philly Burger Brawl. Yay! Uh, we'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. It is coming up on Sunday, October 23rd at Xfinity Live. And thank you to Moonshine and Chef Levy for stopping by this morning and bringing us their entry into the Burger Brawl. And they're at 1825 uh, Miamising Avenue in Philadelphia, of course. Uh, they've been doing it for over five years at the Burger Brawl. 
And uh, we wish them the best to make sure you check out uh, their reinvented Moonshine Brunch every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, we'll come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us because we'll have our buddy Adam Ferrara on. Then right after that, we're going to have Maitland Ward yes. from the world of adult films. So stay with us. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR welcomes Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band for two huge outdoor shows, August 16th and August 18th at Citizens Bank Park. You beat the box office each weekday with free tickets. All this week, listen for the Daily Springsteen Grand Slam. Big Bruce hits played at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m., and 8 p.m. If you know all four song titles and are the correct number caller the next morning with Preston and Steve, you'll win two free tickets for Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Hit up the contest page at WMMR.com for the VIP cheat sheet and additional chance to win. Tickets on sale Tuesday the 28th at 10 a.m. via phillies.com slash Springsteen. Springsteen's Grand Slam with 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. It's B-File number one for the day, brought to you by your friends at Protein Collision. You shouldn't be good at getting into an accident, but if you do, your friends at Protein Collision are there to help you with all of your auto body repair needs. Visit ProteinCollision.com. All right, we'll start with this. A naughty trio swiped more than $83,000 worth of sex toys from a Texas up, including the world's most extravagant... Swarovski's crystal encrusted vibrator, according wow. to the story. Yes. That How was much? the crystals that was on uh, Linnell's shirt. That's oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the racy broad daylight heist happened on June 30th at Sexology Institute in San Antonio, with surveillance video catching the people breaking into the front door. Is there a sexier city than San Antonio? Them filling bags with sex toys, lubricants, and lingerie before bolting into a truck. Uh, the you uh, fellas having a sex party? The special fancy pleasure toy, the one that I'd mentioned, the crystal encrusted, is valued around fourteen thousand four hundred and seventy nine dollars. Wow! And it was a favorite among customers who would take pictures with it. Uh, the thieves <laughs> who took nearly everything in the store, including the cash register, uh, have not yet been caught. Uh, the only items left behind were books. And the LGBTQI merchandise. <laughs> merchandise. Uh, the store was forced to close its brick and mortar online uh, and online shops in order to restock. That sucks. Unfortunately, the men were wearing mask gloves, and there were no clear identifiers. The truck seems to be a 2006 black primed Chevy Silverado. So police are trying to find them. Here's a story. Uh, trainer Daniel Cohn has flown so often with exotic animals that he doesn't think much of it, though a bald eagle sighting at a North Carolina airport turned heads this week with video from the security checkpoint going viral. Uh, Cohn is the assistant director of the St. Louis-based World Bird Sanctuary and said any time that you're working with an exotic animal, like a bald eagle, you're going to draw more attention. I've traveled with this eagle so many times, though, I don't even think twice about it anymore. Uh, the unexpected guest, a 19-year-old raptor named Clark, was captured by a fellow traveler going through airport security on Monday at Charlotte Douglas International Airport. 
Uh, Clark apparently flies between five and seven times a year. Wow. Uh, and Cohn said... Uh, Can't you bump me up to first class, for Christ's sake. ...who was captured in uh, the photos and footage from the airport holding the nearly eight-pound bird. In this instance, they were traveling on Southwest Airlines back home to St. Louis after helping welcome new freshmen at High Point University. Yeah, I have a seven and seven. Here's my credit card. Uh, Clark has been coming to the school for over a decade and is also a regular at his Veterans Day ceremony and graduation. Uh, the sanctuary trainers typically are taken to a back room while going through security with their animals more pri- uh, for more privacy, though in this case, uh, they were a little bit more out in the open. And uh, uh, they said Clark doesn't really mind. Cohen said he's a ham and he eats it up. Doesn't it suck when you're on a flight and you get stuck next to a chatty eagle? Yeah. Uh, Howell says... And then my kids. Let me hear this. This is the youngest. Uh, he just started uh, daycare. It's just adorable. Uh-huh. Oh, come on. Leave me alone. Howell says uh, that it's the airline's discretion when it comes to what animals they'll allow on commercial flights. Yeah. The airline noted TSA that the bald eagle would be traveling through on Monday so it could be prepared to conduct the screening. Uh, TSA agents brought the bird into a separate lane uh, where it was removed from its carrier and to, for the screening before the, the patient returned. The thing that amazes me, though, there, Preston, is that these birds, birds like this, like or like an owl, when they crap, they projectile crap. How mm. would you, why would you risk that on a flight? Um, I don't know. They can't uh, put a diaper on an eagle. Trust me, I've tried. Eagles! <laughs> uh, do you want to start that from the beginning? I thought it was bald eagles. Bald eagles! There you go. <laughs> Cohen said he always flies southwest with Clark and the sanctuary's other bald eagles. Uh, they have a custom-made carrier for the birds that fits in the bulkhead of the cabin. All right. And Clark tends to uh, get the most airtime, though Cohen said he recently flew out with a male-endangered Egyptian vulture so that it could breed at the San Diego Zoo. A Texas man was forced to wrangle an alligator after it blocked his front door ahead of his daughter's first day of school. Mike Trin said that his daughter found the alligator right outside of their home, preventing him from getting into the car to go to school. He said, I woke up this morning groggy. Uh, it's my daughter's first day in middle school. So she runs back saying, Dad, there's an alligator in the front door. Wow. And I'm thinking, she's joking, not wanting to go to school. And I say, just stop it. We're going to school today. You're being stupid. Upon further investigation, though, uh, Trin found that his daughter was telling the truth. And there was indeed a large alligator lying on their driveway. This is in Missouri, by the way. So, thought she was kidding, right? Uh, Trin called multiple wildlife rescue facilities, but none of them were able to make it out to tend to the alligator. Uh, so he determined to get his daughter to school. He said that he uh, channeled the late Steve Irwin to figure out a solution. said, knowing that covering the alligator's eyes would help calm it down, he threw a towel over the animal's head. <laughs> Said first one missed, second one missed, and then you could see the alligator was angry. Its mouth was open. Following this, he was able to get around the alligator to get his daughter to school. But when he returned home, it was still there. Uh, he then held the alligator's mouth closed <laughs> with his with his while his other daughter taped the reptile's powerful wow. jaws cl- closed with duct tape. So they, yeah, I'll do that. Teamwork. Yeah, Trent and a friend then drove the alligator to a nearby pond to release it into the wild. I like how the animal agencies are. We've got a lot to do today. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure we can make it up for your alligator encounter. Uh-huh. Still, one of the best moments ever was the guy with the trash can. Yeah. Uh, Brilliant. That was last year yeah. that, that managed to wrangle that alligator. That, that was incredible yeah. that he was able to do that. Wasn't he from Philadelphia? I think he might he have been. He was Philly a transplant. Yeah. yeah, he lived down in Florida. Maybe. All right, and then finally, we will end with this story. Yeah, let's go with this. Deputies from the Spokane County Sheriff's Office arrest a burglary suspect for second-degree burglary. Deputies 
responded to the report of activity uh, and a burglary at the Church of the Nazarene. Uh, the person who called the report of the burglary said they saw a man walking around the inside of the church on the surveillance footage wearing a mask over his face. He had a flashlight and was looking for audio equipment. One of the deputies saw the suspect, who turned out to be Grant Simonson, walk past an open window and begin to climb out of the church. Uh, when following him... <laughs> When following commands from the deputies, and this is as this guy is doing this place, a skunk came over and sprayed him. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Simonson was taken into custody without further incident, telling authorities he was curious. Now I'll teach you to perform sacrilege. He was uh, booked for second-degree burglary. I saw a skunk this morning. Did you? On on the way into work. Yeah, it wasn't dead. He was just uh, hanging out by the side of the road. You want to talk about an animal that can spray... Yep. Uh, like that. A, a thick stream. It's, yep. it's wild. Yep. All right. And there you go. That is what I have in uh, the bizarre file for you. All right. We're going to take a break. Lesson question. Trash music news. They're up next. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. This is Virginia Lottery recording session. We're rolling. Coming this Tuesday. Actually, just read option one. New games every Tuesday? Perfect. For more information, visit VALottery.com slash Tuesday. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Your next guests are playing the Outlaw Music Festival, and a lot of great acts are on this bill, including them and Willie Nelson and Chris Stapleton and wow. Zach Bryan. Yeah, exactly. And th- it's insane. They got here as early as they did, so much so that I thought they were with the restaurant. <laughs> Sports and social, and for that I apologize. But we welcome Rebecca and Megan from Larkin. Yeah. Oh. Hey, guys. Let's set up the nacho bar. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Dive right in. Thank you guys for being here this morning. Oh, and being so us. early, too. That's so, uh, I, know I know how tough it is. You guys live a different lifestyle. Well, you we know, do. it's it's kind of six of one for us. I'm actually quite, I'm, I'm a bit of an early bird, so this is not so bad for me. Really? We are in Central, so it's a little, it's an hour earlier for our body clocks. Okay. It's great. I got you. Yeah, you guys are from Nashville, or you live in Nashville now. You're originally from Atlanta, right? Yeah, we were born in Tennessee and then raised in Northern Georgia, and there's two of us. Yeah, we're sisters, and we have been connected at the hip ever since making music and are based in Nashville now. And there's a third. You guys have another sister that you were involved with musically beforehand, too, yeah. right? Uh, does does that come from uh, mom and dad or other family members? Is there like a genealogy of musicians in the ba- in the in the family? Mm, not really, but we do have music lovers for for parents, and they were always playing the best music, and they wanted us to to be able to try out playing. So we got involved in classical violin music, ah. and, and then we heard roots music, and we were just blown away in our in our early teens. So we quit those classical lessons, cold mm-hmm. turkey, and picked up banjos and mandolins, and then it's just been sort of a, a natural transition from there into like more like classic rock, which is what we grew up listening to. Nice. Mm-hmm. And you guys have, have added a heavy dose of blues in there, too, yes, which is which is not something you can fake. I mean, it's... Um, and it doesn't mean that you have to have a hard life to be able to play the blues. I mean, that's part of it, but... Uh, but uh, there's there's a soul that I hear in your vocals and obviously in your slide guitar playing um, that it just seems, I, I don't know, I'm like, you guys are, are really young, and the fact that you can do that 
is pretty amazing to me. Did it? Did it just? Did you make a connection to blues music right away? Did it just get reach into your soul? Yeah, I mean, I think it took a while for us to. We've been. We call ourselves students of the blues for the past five, six years. But of course, growing up listening to classic rock and classic rock in the southern sphere, yeah. you know, the Almond Brothers and Thin Lizzy, like who are those guys listening to? Mm-hmm. And so that led us down deeper into listening to Sun House and Skip James and you know the classic bluesmen that really shaped American music. Yeah, I was I was listening to some of your music, and after that, I was like. I need to listen to the ballad of Curtis Lowe from Leonard Skinner. I'm like, this has really got me in that mode, man. Yeah, I love that sound. Bonnie Raitt had to have been an influence for you guys. I hear it in your voice. I hear it in your guitar playing. Yeah. Uh, What an amazing talent. Have you had a chance to meet her, work with her, anything like that? We yes, got to meet we her. have gotten to meet her. We actually um, played an amazing um, collaborative event, and um, we shared a dressing room with her. Oh, yeah. man, that's the that best. Was, that's it's true. And I just bought, because I don't have designs. I'm, I play guitar and <laughs> sing the lead vocals. I don't have designs on playing slide, because we were speaking before we came on air about how challenging it is to play instruments without right. fret. Yeah. which is what my sister does every day. But I had just gotten a resonator guitar trying to teach myself a bit of slide, and I had picked it up in Los Angeles, and the first person to take it out of the case was Bonnie. Oh, so wow. Been- I have to ask you. Last instrument. That's did cool. her dressing room have a nacho bar? Right. No. <laughs> it did no. not. It did not. <laughs> See, you guys got one up on Bonnie Ray. You in here. <laughs> Everything the people want. Yeah. All right, well, listen, am I reading this correctly, that your sixth album is coming out this year in November? Because we've been playing Holy Ghost Fires is the song that we've been playing. And um, I'm like, wow, they've already got another album coming out. But we've been playing Holy Ghost Fire for a while now. Yeah. Uh, so it's in November, I think that's... Yes, sir. 11-11. And we're, very, we're really proud of this record. Yeah, because um, yeah, Self-Made Man, the, the album from which Holy Ghost Fire came from, was right at the beginning of the pandemic. Wow. And we've released a couple projects since then. We've done like a, a covers album, um, and we've also done like a, an orchestral ensemble collaboration randomly for record. But this, this album, Blood Harmony, I think really covers some new energetic ground for us. Okay. Well, listen, we're going to get some music from you guys, a couple mm-hmm. songs this morning, and uh, Self Made Man is the album where uh, Holy Ghost Fire came from, and I think you guys are planning on playing that right now. Yeah. All right, let's do this. This is Larkin Poe. We have Rebecca and Megan in our video on MMR. Here we go. <laughs> Right. 
93.3 WMMR, Holy Ghost Fire. That song is so cool. Um, can I address an elephant in the room, though? Please. It sounds a lot like Godzilla in the riff. <laughs> now that, and I don't hear it anymore, but when I first heard Same. it, and we got text messages and stuff like that, it's a little different, a little different. No, but it's very close. And yeah. that was absolutely accident. I mean, we're a huge Rooster Cult fan. Yeah. 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 But it wasn't until people started mentioning, and we're like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> how, do they, you know? how do you avoid, I mean, in, in, in this day and age, with all the things that have been composed, mm. it, somebody's going to get reminded of something somewhere. Mm. Ringo Starr, remember hearing a quote from him, you know, like, he's, he's written a few songs, not nearly as many as, obviously, Paul and John do. And he goes, like, every time I tried to write a song, it ended up being some Jerry D. Lewis, uh, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis <laughs> already had written it's it. It's true. But it happens. But I also had a question uh, lyrically, and mm-hmm. how what I interpret one of your lines is in that, and I want to see if it's correct or not. You, you use the line, stick a fork in a socket, let's rock. Yes. Is that plugging in an amplifier? You know, it could either be, yes, euphemistically plugging an amplifier in, or it could be honestly just like giving yourself a... Have you guys ever shocked yourself? <laughs> yes, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yes. Yeah. I one time got my fingers wrapped around like the plug of my laptop or whatever, yeah. and I was like plugging it, and it was, it was an experience. I might have saw God for a second. Well, okay. the weird reaction is you lock up. You, you think yeah. you're going to... You, you think you're gonna- Go and you end up locking. Can I see? I I thought that I had peeked into the poet's soul and was you grasping. Did. Yeah, but you didn't really mean but it also, that way. That's the beauty, though, of songwriting. I feel like having a little bit of negative space so that people can put their own spin on. Because that's exactly what these songs are for. They're not just our songs. They're the collective our songs. Tell them the ghost story, Preston. Uh, the song rats. You you. Oh yeah. So, so the band goes. To, Tobias Forge was in here, and oh. I go. Oh yeah. And we're talking. I go the new song rats. I'm like. So, uh, is that a metaphor for the masses? And this, he's like, no, it's the animal rats. And I'm like, I gotta, you know, I think these guys are being deep. He's not good at that. Yeah, he's not good at that. So I got to see you guys uh, a few weeks ago at the Gorge in uh, Washington State. You opened for Dave Matthews, which was really cool, and Mount Joy was on the bill as well. And then um, I'm going to come see you next weekend at Ocean's Calling down in uh, Ocean City, Maryland. So I'm excited for, excited for that. So a few festival-type shows. And then tonight, obviously, a festival show as well with, with Willie Nelson and Outlaw. Do you guys like doing festival shows? Do you, do you feel like um, you get to an audience that maybe wouldn't have come seen you otherwise? Or do you prefer, like, standalone Larkin Poe-type shows? Well, it just depends, oh, I think. Different. I, I love getting to play festivals. This summer, we've done a lot of festivals internationally. And then here, like you're saying, with the bills we've done across the U.S. And I think it really challenges artists. You you want to step up your game to compare with who's on the bill. Right. So I think that, that we've learned a lot this year in really wanting to, like, elevate our own craft to to bring something to the table. That's yeah, awesome. And you got to uh, you get to hang out with Willie. I mean, like, oh it's, it's, it's a living legend. And we were talking a little bit off air. But um, he's played with you a couple times. And you played with him. Uh, can you even describe what that experience is like? It's hard <laughs> to put your finger on. It's very it's spiritual. Yeah. And I think I think having grown up listening to a lot of his records, I don't even think I was prepared for the first time that we got to walk on stage and do the gospel sing along at the end of the night. <sighs> I was jelly on a plate. <laughs> I was surprised at that because it's like you know every the show the show must go on and like you know people really pull it together on stage and I was it was. Yeah, there is something about hi- seeing him sing those songs oh that God. you hear everywhere, and trigger. and um, and then oh, the yeah, tears the, just the come out. You, the tears just come out of your eyes. You're like, this is so moving. It's mm-hmm. it's a really special. That's thing. awesome. Yeah, you would, how could you not? Right. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to uh, kind of make an observation. See what you guys think about this. If, if I'm I'm correct in this, in listening to 
uh, your music, the, the album uh, Self Made Man, which I'm interested to see what uh, Blood Harmony is going to bring, the new album, which will be out November 11th. Uh, but there's there's a production to it that I couldn't quite put my finger on it. I, I listened to it again uh, a little more deep, and you guys combine some really traditional sounds, like there's a dobro on one of the songs. Um, you obviously play the lap steel, and you have this real traditional bluesy flavor to it, but it's layered with... And, and since I'm a drummer, I kind of focus in on the percussion, on like a real modern-sounding percussion yeah. sound. Like, um, there's a song, and I can't remember which one it was. It might be Excon, I'm not sure, but um, where there's a dobro, but then there's this bass drum that's almost got, like, you'd hear it in a hip-hop song. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, that is a very... Uh, interesting uh, approach to take, a kind of a leap of faith that these two sounds will mix together. Um, was that a producer that did that with you guys, or was it? do you have input on how that all comes together sound-wise? Yeah, yeah. So we started our own record label in 2017 with the intent of giving ourselves as much creative freedom as possible. Mm-hmm. And we started producing our records in 2017 as wow. well. Wow. So as sisters, so we are sort of our production team. And interestingly, on Self Made Man, I mean... You know, the creative process will always take you by surprise. So who's to say what's to come? Blood Harmony is a little bit different. Okay. But for, for Self Made Man, that's all program drums that I programmed. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Because it doesn't quite have the human feel. But yeah. we wanted to toy with some of the dichotomy of playing source music of America compiled with, like, the other genres. Because, like, we're, we're children of the 90s. Like, I think Toxic by Britney Spears is, like, one of the best pop tracks of all time. <laughs> yeah. If you can figure out how to, like, bring some of the... Some sort of a marriage of something fresh and authentic and new, then that's kind of our job. Also, we kind of wanted to play everything on the records. For okay. A little control there. freaky. All right. I, 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 hear I that. noticed yeah. that, it, that it was, that it was a, a machine a, a, or, you know, mm-hmm. sample drums or whatever, but I thought... There was something cool about that approach, having this really other sound with this a little more, you know, this analog and digital sound kind of put together. It mixes really well. Oh, I'm so glad you think that. I mean, I'm I'm very proud of the records that we've made and and the choices that we've made that brought us to the, you know, the table to be able to even make a record in that way. We're very lucky to have a supportive fan base that that allows us to kind of run wild. It's great. I want to I want to talk about that notion of control freaks and 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 having you know the, your your imprint fully you not diluted by someone else i think it must be the toughest thing as a musician you know you hear about springsteen over the years and how many takes at a certain point you've got to learn to trust your own instincts how long did it take you guys to trust you both mm, that's such a great question thank you yeah a few years yeah. 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 And I think we're fortunate to have one another because we keep each other honest. Absolutely. And we, we you know, grew up in the same household. Right. We share everything as one. And I think to be able to work as a team, that that's been hugely helpful. And it, and it did take us a while. You know, I think all of us, we want to put our best foot forward and we all do want to please one another. And so, like, when you're in the studio and you have, you know, someone telling you, hey, this is the move you need to make. Right. It's very challenging to challenge someone so i think that that was why we decided ultimately to start our own label and to really bring it in-house to require ourselves to like dig deep in ourselves and find that confidence the Outlaw Music Festival is uh, tonight, by the way, Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, and we had mentioned that Willie Nelson will be there, and it's a perfect segue into this thing that I'm going to do right now. WMMR and Preston and Steve bring you Casey's Big Adventure. On the road again. Let's check in with them now. We're going to have to give you headphones oh, because... We are now going live to just outside of Los Angeles. It's Casey's Big Adventure, and there's a friend... 
of Larkin Poe, of Rebecca and Megan that is there right now. Jackie Bam Bam is friends with him. So, guys, are you there? Hi, girls. Hello, darling. I'm so happy. I'm so happy I'm here in Los Angeles, but I'm kind of bummed because we said next time we were going to be in Philly together, we were going to take all of our great listeners record shopping because you've been on my show, my Santa Tracker show, uh, a couple of times, <laughs> and uh, we, we promised each other we would go vinyl shopping. Your father collects vinyl, and mm-hmm. we had a big date. I'm kind of bummed, but I'm so glad I could speak to you through Zoom on the Preston Steve Show. Welcome to Philadelphia, and Mickey Raphael. Uh, Willie Nelson's a great, great harmonica player. That's that guy, you know, you always see playing harmonica. He's always helping Willie out, a great friend of mine. He says, it's a pleasure to have you girls on tour. Oh, and, uh, oh, hello. So, hi. But yeah, yeah, next time, we'll be back through and we love, we still got to make that happen. They're vinyl records. Let's go. We definitely do. And uh, you're out on there. How many guitars? I heard you mention you got a brand new Dobro or something. Uh, Bonnie Rate, you opened the guitar case. I got to ask you, I know we spoke last time. You collect guitars, Dobro, steals. How many are taking out on this tour? It's got to be so hard to pick. It's very hard to pick because in my house, I think I've got well over 80 guitars. Oh Between geez. me and my husband, it's absurd. We have a problem. It's an issue. Wow. It's you, becoming a bit have, much. Have airlines lost a few? Do yeah. I? Yeah, that's, that's why it's been oh. dicey. Like on on these runs, actually, Jackie, we've been just trying to pare down and bring like the bare minimum. It's gonna be heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh man, it's tough. Yeah. Hey, speaking of your husband, tell Tyler Bryant, I send my love too. He's got the brand new EP out. Are you guys? Do you do anything on that with him? <laughs> yeah, I wrote a couple of the tunes with him and and sang some okay. BGVs because it's it's all in our home studio. Uh, we like to keep it in the family. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Nick said yeah he saw you at the Dave Matthews Band, and uh, I remember when we spoke, and I always just smile. You've been opening, of course, a legend now with Willie, but so many artists. Billy Gibbons is easy top. I remember Bob Seeger was retiring, mm-hmm. I guess, a couple of years ago we spoke, and you did a leg or a couple dates on Bob Seeger's final farewell tour. And, I mean, to put that on your resume as well, out of all these bands you've been playing with, who so far is the best that you shared the stage with? Ooh, oh, that's man. a tough one. question. <laughs> You're trying to kick us some drams. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. No, I mean, I have to say, you mentioning Bob Seger, that was a big one for us because he found us on Facebook with wow. some of our videos, like our cover videos online, and invited us out on that tour. And it was our first time playing arenas. And so to, to like go across the U.S. playing arenas with Bob and getting to see oh. him do his thing every night, that was huge. Yeah. Yeah, that was huge. Was it Elton John that called you the Allman Brothers band, Allman Brothers sisters? Or, or Dude, you that, are making us look yeah. so good right now. <laughs> <laughs> we can't drop I'm these names. <laughs> what a hero. Let yeah. Jackie drop the names. You know? I know. Yeah. You don't have to. <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah, Self Made Man, the album that you guys have been supporting us with, with Holy Ghost Fire. Thank you. Yeah. Mar, we love you guys. Um, but he said that that was one of his favorite records of the year. Oh, my God. That's On his podcast. Be it yeah. came out of his mouth in, in Elton John's voice. Wow. Yeah, that's royalty. Just that's puddles. rock royalty. Puddles on the floor. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, it's not undeserved. I mean, it, it, um, it's it's Aww. the music is just fantastic. Jackie, I think you requested a song that they play, right? This, uh, this yes. morning, didn't you ask? There was that you guys had told me there was a song yeah. that Jackie specifically wanted. Do you remember what it is, Jackie? Strike Gold. It's the the single that's coming down the pipeline. Yeah, he's the brand new one. I would love to hear it. Yeah. yeah. So, and are you dedicating that to me? <laughs> <laughs> Honey, yes, because this is actually going to be our first time ever playing this song for anybody outside of our team and our. Family. Oh! 
This is a this is a world debut. Uh, world debut, and I have a lyric sheet down here because I don't trust myself not to get nervous. <laughs> and we're gonna sign it and leave it just for you. Jim. <laughs> With love and hugs and kisses. Yeah, Jackie, if you want to see it, it'll be framed at Preston's house. All right, I'm I'm a new. uh, I'm going to bring the audio down on the fellas because we want to catch all every bit of this live on the air. So, uh, what's the the name of the the song again, Megan? This is Strike Gold. Strike Gold. I called you Megan. This is Rebecca. All right, answer to both. I'm sure it's Steve and I get the same thing all the time. All right, so this is brand new from Larkin Poe on MMR. Here we go.
come out eventually uh, from Larkin Poe is called Strike Gold. And you can tell that it's kind of new because you guys are smiling at each other all the time <laughs> while you were playing that song. And listen, one sour note in a song is fantastic, by the way. <laughs> at the very end. Racing, right? Gives it a little bit of love, I think, personally. Did you have to use the sheet? I did. <laughs> <laughs> Watching the whole time. Oh, thank you. I was trying to be very subtle. You were. Like, we're getting into the dance moves. Right? I couldn't even tell. Don't you guys? Don't you, don't you wish you could sing? Yes. Like that. You know what? No, I mean, well, like I mean, them. Kathy, go ahead. Yeah. Give yeah. <laughs> Kathy's got a full quarter octave. Um, Listen, I was I was in fourth grade and I didn't make the special chorus. My mom called the school and they were like, "Okay, okay, we'll put her in it." I got to school the next day. They didn't put me in it. <laughs> the school had moved. They were like, "Oh God, what do we do with her?" Uh, no, it, it, it's actually a joy to be able to, um, you know, I don't want to see how the uh, how the sausage is made. I, like I wouldn't, I, 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 I want, I just want to enjoy because this this sound in particular is just such a cool, real, visceral sound, and that you know, the, the new song is is great. And, and so to be able to appreciate, just see you guys also in a very sisterly way, smiling at each other, it's wonderful. So. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Rebecca, your voice is incredible. Oh, uh, it's cheers. just uh, watching you do it so flawlessly is amazing. Uh, Megan, do you do you take the lead on anything vocally? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we started the band in 2010, we had like the Ring of Fire, two sisters enter, one must leave the lead singer. <laughs> she neither of us she wanted pulled. to be the lead singer. <laughs> you did. You pulled the the big sister car because she's older than me by about two years, and she's like, "This is on you." Wow, that that comes though with all the uh, the and it's you know it's a heavy weight uh, voice maintaining and all of that stuff and everything and 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 dodging bullets and avoiding colds and uh, I mean that's that's another instrument you're well, bringing to the show every night. I, to quote my my rock idol Neil Peart, drummer of Rush, he said the drummer's got the hardest job in the band. The singer has the worst job in the band, <laughs> meaning that mm-hmm. it's just it it's your um you know your your throat is your is your instrument and it's a very temperamental instrument. It's true. And in fact, you had, uh, I think you had sinus surgery not I that long did. ago, right? Damn, y'all did your research. <laughs> yeah. And and that was, uh, was it causing you some vocal issues? So over the years, I've had to establish really good hygiene and like, like basically in between shows, I don't talk. Typically, I'm drinking water. I'm not going out and partying. Because my voice, like I know, like Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm, for instance, she can shred every night. Yeah. And, and like nothing slows her down, but I I have a bit more temperamental of an instrument, and and I was having a lot of issues getting sick out on the road, and so I did have a surgery earlier this year, and it has made a huge difference septoplasty to fix my hmm. silly nose. Were you I, nervous though that it was going to change your voice? Nervous. Yeah, you had to I'm be sure. Yeah, and I went to Vanderbilt in Nashville. They have like a, vo- a vocal clinic specifically for singers. Obviously, with Music City USA, and I felt confident going in there with them. And they they said, "Hey, like it's you know a fraction of a percentage of people who see a tonal difference." So right, I felt better. But. I'm supposed to get. I, I tried to get. I was going to get it in the scheduling. It didn't happen. Some kind of a sinus surgery, and I was wondering about the recovery uh, from it. Is it, it's not fun? Is I it? Mean, it's, it's not fun, but yeah. it's bearable. It okay. really is. It All right. Is. He and I had actually scheduled our because I have a thing <laughs> called achalasia, and I had the concern about. Uh, about again getting going down in the throat mm-hmm. and, and, and great doctors over at Penn here and and so when they originally proposed it to me you know they, it had been done just a couple times I'm like 
I, I mean, this is... That's your moneymaker. That's, that's, that's it. True. Then after they told me they'd done a voiceover artist and an opera singer, I'm like, okay, we can do this now. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but he uh, he had to miss out on it because of some weird... Insurance. Yeah. Oh, they, said, they said like two days before, they're like, hey, we're not going to pay for it. I'm like, I, what? I planned this like <laughs> 10 months ago. And we took vacation for it. The worry of your throat, of of all of that. And I'm going to say this because um, Dr. Mike uh, Sirigliano is our doctor here. And he has me and has had me using over the years Neomed Sinus Rinse. Amen. Do you use it? It is a home Game changer. Keeping you from getting a cold as well? It it is awesome. It really is. is. I think my band and like everyone in my band gets annoyed at me because I'm like, have you have you picked it up yet? It does change your life. You're very smart. We need distilled water now. Distilled water. Mm -hmm. It's so amazing that you know Steve bonds over the Neil Med. Jackie's bonding over the harmonica player for Willie Nelson. But that's what we do. You know, we make connections this way. Yeah, Yeah. I'm getting all their poetic uh, references correct. Bonding over there. (laughs) It's remaining consistently incorrect. It's wonderful. It's all valid. Uh, Well, we are so delighted you guys had the time to come by here this morning. We're huge, huge fans, and uh, we know you guys are desperate for even bigger things. Absolutely. Uh, When the new album comes out November 11th, we'll make sure everyone is aware of that. Uh, uh, Blood Harmony. I'm sure Jackie will uh, will you know get you on a Santa tracker just in time for that again. Uh, and all that. But uh, no, we're happy you guys came by here. This we morning. love y'all. Thank you so much for for being who you are on air. It's refreshing. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, Rebecca and Megan Lovell. Yeah. Let's get uh, Mark and Paul on the Preston and Steve show. We're going to take a break. All right, and then we're going to come back and check back in with the fellas and see how close they are to hitting their destination. We will return in just a moment. Stay with us. Ninety-three-three W. MMR welcomes Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band for two huge outdoor shows, August 16th and August 18th at Citizens Bank Park. And MMR lets you beat the box office each weekday with free tickets. All this week, listen for the Daily Springsteen Grand Slam. Big Bruce hits played at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m., and 8 p.m. If you know all four song titles and are the correct number caller the next morning with Preston and Steve, you'll win two free tickets for Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Hit up the contest page at WMMR.com for the VIP cheat sheets and an additional chance to win. Tickets on sale Tuesday the 28th at 10 a.m. via phillies.com slash Springsteen. Springsteen's Grand Slam with 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. A study that was commissioned uh, according to Spotify data, it was commissioned and analyzed by a, a place called Pass Me Fast, which I guess has to do with driving. Uh, and they have come up with the safest <laughs> and most dangerous driving songs to listen to. So um, when you're driving, uh, I think we all do, you, you know, depending on what mood you are, you're going to play the music that matches it. Mm-hmm. Do you tend to go more uh, aggressive when you're driving or do you tend to be more... Oh, it depends on the mood. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean it, would, it doesn't depend that I'm, that I'm driving or not. Right. There are days when I feel like, you know, really... Oh. And other days where I'm just happy and relaxed. If, if I'm more in, 
happy, uh, just uh, la-di-da mode. La-di-da-di-da. Bees. Bees. Uh, I would have to say that something along the lines of like some Motown classics or something like that yeah. would just put me in the I don't care. Right, I'm girl. Just gonna, I'm just going to enjoy this day type of uh, as, as you know, benign as I can be. I would probably be that. Yeah, yeah. I, I um... Yeah, or, or maybe like you know, '80s pop hits or something like Some, that. Sometimes I'll put on like in, like um, I'll drive along to Aaron Copeland's fanfare for the common man, or just weird, uh. you know, very eclectic <laughs> weird things. Well, Have you I, ever had yourself put on something that made you well up while you're driving? Oh, for sure. And you had to make sure that you were yeah, like I can see. Okay. <laughs> By the way, Steve, I have I have a playlist. I have a Spotify account, and I call it Classical Thunder. Yeah, and it's got it's got uh, Mozart and Wagner and and right. uh, Beethoven. It's all the the well known stuff, but it, you know it's all you know contemporary. But it's up tempo. Yep. Uh, you Get know, you going. Beethoven's Fifth is on there. Yeah. You know all that stuff. Yeah. And sometimes I will listen to that. You know. You think like I would imagine that some of uh, those upbeat songs are going to be on the dangerous list yes so you know, not I, just like heavy metal where you where you get where you get swept up yeah in, in, yes because yeah, i mean i'll be sometimes i'm in my car i'm like oh i love to see kathy in, in one of those euphoric moments Driving. That's why you're always afraid of driving off a bridge because you're listening to happy music. So I have these. Uh, I have these. Do you want to hear the dangerous ones first, um, or the safest? Ones? Let's go with the dangerous. Well, what would Bill like though? <laughs> Keep me guessing. Yeah. All right. So some of these I I've never heard. I do not know. Or if I if I have, I do not know the names of them. So bear with me, All right. folks. Uh, number ten. Excuse me. Is uh, "Dust Till Dawn" from Zion. Not for mayor. Number nine is levitating from Dua Lipa. Oh, oh okay, yeah. I do know that one. These yeah. are dangerous driving. That's songs. one of the ones where I'm like, <laughs> yeah. How does it go? Uh, well, the one with the baby. I don't if know. you want to, <laughs> oh yeah, you know that one. Dua Lipa with the baby, that one, you know. All right, I know number eight. It's uh, "Bring Me to Life" from Evanescence. Okay, uh-huh. I agree. That song, once it gets going, especially yeah. in the uh, the the middle part, the middle eight, as they call it, uh, I'm, I'm rocking. Yeah, I'm definitely along for it. I'm, I'm moving. I'm hitting the gas. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, then you have Calvin Harris. Uh, you give love a bad name. Is that a cover? I don't know. Is that a cover of Bon Jovi? Anybody know? Okay, nobody knows. Uh, Calvin Harris feels so close. What's yes, with Calvin Harris? One. Okay, so there's two of them. You know that That's one? That's another one of my. <laughs> <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> Look at my hands are off the wheel. <laughs> yeah, not you, not you, go, girl. Just like, I, yeah, just happy and oh, this is gonna be a great day. Okay. I'm getting in the back seat. These are dangerous songs. <laughs> hey, that's gotta be such a cool day. Party in the back seat. <laughs> Uh, slam into the car in front of <laughs> Number five is Can't Stop from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, that's dink, 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 dink. So it's very kind of head bobbing, you know, so I could see that. Dink, dink. Well, I was just singing the melody. I can't. Yes, I, that's all I know it as. All right, number four is uh, Take On Me from Ah. Uh, ah. Okay. I, I do love that song. I, I was just listening to last week. But Dangerous? Because you're, like, belting it out, I feel Dangerous like. Dangerous because it gets oh, yeah. Take on me. Take on me. Take me on. Take on me. 
trying to scream too loud while you're singing along I with know. it. Yes. Yes. Or too high and you can't hit those notes. And you have to close your eyes to get those high notes. Yeah. <laughs> This list is exactly what I was thinking before you even started reading it. Really? Like these type of songs. Yeah. This is a great freaking song, by the way. They did a great song for a, a James Bond movie. Uh-huh. You know, over in Europe, they are still tremendously popular. Okay. Yeah. The only other song I know from them is The Sun Always Shines on TV. And uh, that's the extent of my aha knowledge. <laughs> that's all you need, man. But this is a great sign. All right, number three of most dangerous driving songs, according to this study that was done, uh, it is Empire State of Mind from Jay-Z. It's a good song. I don't know if that's... Eh, it's okay. It just came out at the wrong time. Because they use it against the Phillies. Okay. When they're in the World Series. Uh, but right. it's such a good song. And then you have Mr. Brightside from The Killers. That's a great song. Okay. Which is, um, it's, it's a sing-along song. Yes, absolutely. Sure. So maybe that's it's part of these are, are just up-tempo, sing-along, make you drive a little faster. There are a number of killer songs that I would put in that category that are anthemic and that move and that sweep you up. Uh, then number one on this list for most driving uh, dangerous driving songs is Hey Ya from uh, Outkast. <laughs> Another one. Yeah, I wonder if it's this sing-along. Because, uh, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. And My people... baby don't <laughs> <laughs> bang, I still that song. I think just because it's, it's, it's fun, it's up-tempo, it gets you going. Yeah. And maybe you're going to push on the accelerator a little bit more. You hate that song? Yeah, remember? Yeah, I always hated yeah. it. Yeah, oh my I, God. I know you that. always I, hated that? I always hated it. Wow. I, I couldn't, I can't take it. It bothers me for That's some reason. Because I, I, but it is a fun song. I like I, it I a lot, that. yeah. I, because it's meant to be that. It's meant to be. Yeah. And there's fluff stuff that I just can't stand that I despise. Like, moves like Jagger. Well, I, I hate that I song. <laughs> I'd get into an accent I for that song. It. You would? <laughs> yeah, I would, I would get like. into an accent to end my life. Uh, so, <laughs> no, I, I like uh, Hey Ya, and I could see that one But being... that's such a weird list. You have, like, all these, like, you know, 80 songs, you know, a yeah, it's you know, all song the came place. out last year. It like, is all, so all over the place what would you put? As, uh, format and feel and, uh, and decades. Give me the song you put on that you have to make sure that you're a little bit more, because you know how it affects you when you're driving, and you've got to be a little more attentive to the road and everything. Oh. Something that sweeps you up in it. The song mm -hmm. that will absolutely make me drive more aggressively and fast just because it's so energetic is easily... Uh, killing in the name from Rage yeah. Against the Machine. That, it has that feel. That's the one, especially towards the end of uh, F, no, you can't, you know, I won't do what they told me or do what you told me. Yeah. I am banging on the steering wheel, screaming at the top of my lungs, and I don't care if it's as cold as it is right yeah. now, I'll roll the windows down. Absolutely. And, and just get hardcore with it. So, you know, roast it. It's roast it. <laughs> yeah. Same for you, Kathy, right? With roast this. It. <laughs> <laughs> this one by far gets me going. So, uh, some, a few people have texted in that Radar Love. Radar Love has that going on. Golden earring. I'll tell you what else. Sabotage. Beastie Boys. That's another that one. That is a good one. Yeah, that is a, that is easily a uh, screaming while you're driving. Yeah, it's, for me, it's not even about screaming and raging while I'm driving. Like. I dance while I drive, you know. So if now, how do you a, do that? Uh, well, the, so when I was explaining to my daughter yesterday, because I was, uh, I was like, listen, Telling her not to dance while she drives. <laughs> well, it's She's funny because right I'm now. teaching her to drive at one point, but then also I played a song and I said, you know, the thing about dancing is like, it's kind of like uh, it's like playing a piano, where like you know your your left hand is like your 
you're you're below your waist and then your right hand is above your waist and sometimes you know like you got to just work on what your right hand's doing right so because i was as i was driving i was just dancing with the uh with my torso and uh, so, but like that's what I do. Like I don't dance with my your feet, my feet while I'm driving. Well, I play I play drums while I drive. Yeah, okay, so you know. Yeah. And one of the biggest mistakes, I, two two mistakes I made when I when I was sixteen. Okay, so I was very very fortunate. My parents bought me a car for my sixteenth birthday. It was a nineteen sixty four and a half Mustang. The first oh, year they made that's them. so nice. So they call it a sixty four. Nice car, yeah. But anyhow, so we had to drive. We had to go to Kentucky to pick it up. My parents bought it. Uh, and so my dad and I went, and we were uh, we were driving back. He and I in the car, and I'm like, oh, we're in the you know we're in the car for hours together. I'm driving my new car. I'm like, I am going to play him twenty one twelve rush. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sh- turn my dad onto this amazing uh-huh. music that I love. Mistake number one. Someday's my new favorite band. Did not get it at <laughs> all. Oh, and second. I am playing every drum part on the steering wheel oh while driving. And he's at watching. 16 years old. Yeah. And he's just sitting there gritting his teeth oh, the whole time. Yes. Number one, because he hates the music. Number right. two, because I'm beating the steering wheel to death. And he just goes, put your goddamn hands on the wheel. <laughs> I turned off the music and I shut oh, up the don't you have any? Don't you have any King Crimson? Right. <laughs> Do you find that uh, car on... Um, Auto Trader magazine. Remember those things? I don't remember. I yeah, back in the day, it had yeah. to have been something like had that. To have Probably. Been. Yeah. Oh, oh, auto, there oh, weren't those... any online magazines. Oh my was, god. There was no online option. So. Preston, that was a standard. You'd go in and you'd be you'd be scouring through yeah. the Auto Trader or any of those or the newspaper. Or those papers that had all the the uh, the car ads. Yeah. All right. So on to the safest Aww. safe driving song. Yay. 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 You know what? <laughs> Case you can't do it without no, you can't. three, two, one. Safe flight repair. Three. Oh. Go ahead, press. You do it. Three, two, one. Safe flight repair. Safe flight replace. And that's safe. All right. So I'm going to tell you what's probably number one. Mm. Loving you by Minnie Ripperton. No, not loving you by Minnie Ripperton. Uh, so some of these songs I don't know, and they're not all really ballads or anything like that. Some of them are, are up-tempo from what I can tell. Actually, I only know one song on here. Is it the last one? No, it's the next to last one. So number 10 on this is All of Me from John Legend. You know that yeah. song. Oh, yeah. All of me. See, I know yeah. all of me. All Why not take all of me? me? It's an actually, it's a, it's a John Can't Legend ballad. Yeah. Oh, no perfect. good without you. Imperfections. <laughs> Don't listen to her sing it. She's a... Imperfections. 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 Uh, no, I, is it a really big time? It is. Ballad? Yeah, it is okay. probably the maybe the song that. Is it the one he wrote for Chrissy Teigen? Yeah, right. I know number nine, Mr. Blue Sky from Electric Light Orchestra. Oh my God! Oh, I love that song. That's that's a great to me, song. that could be a dangerous song. Because I get swept up in the zeal of that it's so wonderful happy. song. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't you. Uh, number eight is Enough For You from Olivia Rodrigo. That's a good song. Uh, which one is that one? That's I only know driver's license from that chick. Okay. Number seven is Seven Rings from Ariana Grande. All right. This is that John Legend song. Right. What would I do without your smart mouth? Drawing me in and you kicking me out. No kidding, I can't pin you down. Go for What's going on in that beautiful mind? I'm on your magical mystery ride, and I'm so. He keeps farting. 
<laughs> I see him leaning up on the piano stool. It every is now and then no just squeaking around. Me, but I'll be all right. My head's underwater, but I'm breathing fine. Yeah, I know that. Does he yeah. ate all the chili? <laughs> you ate all the chili. <laughs> all right, then you have uh, number six is Dancing on My Own from Callum Scott. Don't Why does that, that sound familiar? Don't know that one. Uh, Love Yourself from Justin Bieber. You know that one. I know that one. All right, sing it. Uh, My mama don't like you, (laughs) and she likes everyone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that one. Was that written about Britney Spears, that one? It was maybe about her. It was about somebody. Right. And I know the one before that that you guys all said you didn't know. That, yeah. Dancing on my own. See, I think I'm going to get into an accident in these, too, because... (laughs) Then you have uh, When I Was Your Man from Bruno Mars. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. ballad. It's yeah. a ballad? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bruises from Louis Capaldi. Don't know that. I actually probably know that one. Okay. Um, there's just a whole bunch of songs that are played and have been played for me in my car by my children. And I'm like, oh, sure. I, like, I know that song. I like Your that children. song. Yeah, yeah. my children. Uh, <laughs> number two is July from Noah Cyrus. Yeah, that's the follow-up to June. These are the <laughs> top ten safest driving songs. And the number one. All right, number one. Safest. Drum roll. Driving oh. song. Is Bad Guy from Billie Eilish. Um, <laughs> we were all really excited. You know, that's one of my... Lesser favorite Billy. That's a big song for her, but I, I like some of her other stuff much more than that song, which is a big hit for her. Yeah, yeah. It's the one that's do da do da Right? Is that it? Yeah, oh, wow. it's like her first single. Yeah. I'd say. Oh, it was. Yeah. yeah. I'm the bad guy. I think I know that one. <laughs> <clears throat> well done. Uh, no, no, no. Do the goodness. Is that the one in the middle where she goes, duh, derp? <laughs> I'm I'm torn on her. I I yes, mm-hmm. I I see the merit of it, and some some of it's uh, it's catchy good stuff. But as, as far as a vocalist, she doesn't put out very much for me personally. Her range so far that we've seen is is pretty. Um, she's in one. She's in the pocket. However, again, look at her. She did a great Bond song for No Time right. to Die. Well, it was really sleepy. I thought it, it was but, very sleepy. Yeah, but the 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 vocals are. <laughs> <laughs> Let's sing a little bit more than that. <laughs> Subdivisions in the shopping mall. Subdivisions in the backs of cars. So, uh, anyhow, take it for what it is, for for what it's worth. These are these are for this study considered to be the ones that are most dangerous and safest driving songs. Yeah, um, I don't have really have like a driving playlist. I should probably come up with something. My driving playlist would be tremendously eclectic. You know, it ends up getting played a lot when I drive Preston too. Mm. From the great Ario Speedwagon. Yeah. Roll with the changes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's a good driving song. Absolutely. It's up tempo. It's happy. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, yeah, I have that. You got, uh, to, got to got to keep <laughs> on rolling. There it is. There, there it, it is. is. Yeah. Yeah. Start your car up. Yep. Back out at 50 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do me a favor, just one time. What? When you drive home from work, listen to nothing but this on your way home. Okay. I've done that. Oh. What is this? <laughs> just a metronome. Just, oh. <laughs> just have a metronome playing the entire car ride home and see if that drives you. <laughs> Actually, you know what? If you did have a metronome, you would have to kind of make up your own song as you were going along, wouldn't you? Sure. Yeah. They won't let I'm you buy one. I'm already making up a rhythm in my head. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so maybe that'll entertain you. Or you can listen to that. I was going to bring it up for a little. Oh, man. Stopped <laughs> it. Um, but, yeah. Or you can just lock it in at 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. Where the hits keep on coming. And rock on. <laughs> Less chatter, more platter, except during our show. That is correct. It's you know my friend, pretty much all chatter. She drives in silence. I swear to God. Like so so she her, drives in silence. <laughs> she uh her kids and my kids were in school together and you know, she's like, you know, I don't I don't know anything about your show. And I'm like, that's fine. She's like, I don't listen to anything. Like I literally I just I the on way home, so weird. On the way home from here, I drive in silence. Okay. Do you? Yep. I, what I, do you do the rosary? Um, you, you know what? No, you you joke. I don't. But um, when I would go on long drives, sometimes I would do the rosary. Really? Because I, especially when I leave here, like with these headphones on, on you it's know, all much. morning. It's I just right. need, and we talk all the time. Like we're talking off the air too. Like I just feel like it's so much that yeah, it's just. I mean, it's a short period of time. It takes me twenty minutes right. to get home, but I don't do anything. Right. I will I, sit in silence. I call it being talked out when they when they show when you leave yeah. here and. and uh, yeah, so I can I I have driven around with li- listening to nothing, but there are people like Casey is saying, who just don't ever listen to anything while they're driving, time. and yeah. I, to me that's no. Yeah, I I, uh, I I will do that from time to time, just yeah. to have a little bit of serenity in in the car, especially if I'm Kathy, if I'm heading from here to somewhere else where there's going to be more to engaging and more again. talking. <laughs> I'm not heading home. I'm going to some yeah. kind of an appointment or, or something like that. Then I will just tune out. Do you ever just put on the metronome? Uh, for <laughs> a little while. I don't just put on the metronome. Preston, why did you put on some of that rush music you like so much? <laughs> the one that infuriated your father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could now. This would be dangerous to listen to. Oh, it would lull you to sleep. I listen to soundtracks fairly often. Um, you know, different pieces of music from great movies that that I love. And and uh, I was listening to the Towering Inferno soundtrack for a while. Why would you listen to that? It's John Williams. It's oh, great. Okay, yeah, yeah, I have yeah, no yeah, idea. Yeah. I'm not familiar with yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. it's never. <laughs> it's not one of those classic ones I know, that you, that I you know. think of immediately. I, That's I, funny. It's great. Yeah. Wow. But uh, it is weird. Yeah, I haven't listened to a soundtrack. Um, but you're listening to, like, a score, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. That's different than, say, you know, the... Um, uh, Theme to Car Wash? Almost famous. Oh, right, right. You know, soundtrack a or Forrest Gump or something right. like that. It has all these great songs. In yeah. It. There are some really good soundtracks. Forrest Gump is a great soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Do you know what has a great soundtrack? I think you would get a real kick out of it is Peacemaker. James Gunn yeah. uses all sorts of... Like um, you know, uh, '80s metal and 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 uh, all right and hair bands, yeah. Because yeah. Guardians has a fantastic same deal. soundtrack. Same deal. Hanoi right? Rocks was uh, featured heavily in the last yes. episode. Oh. Yeah, huge. Okay. And it actually is a bonding band mm-hmm. for two characters. Have you guys turned Jackie onto it? He'd be all. Oh about my god, that. he should check he it should out. He should check it out. Yeah, he yeah. said Hanoi Rocks. Man, that's right in his territory. I mean, they're quoting and there's tattoos and everything. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, hang on a second, because uh, Rhea's been on hold for a long time. Hi, Rhea. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Rhea. What's up? Uh, listen, how about Stranglehold from Ted Nugent? <laughs> 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 Here, here's a, a, a great one talking yes. about soundtracks. Bob, you're on the air. Good morning. Press, you like the Motown, and I think of the, one of the best soundtracks out there is to the movie The Big Chill. Yeah, yeah. That's excellent. That yep. was um, an entire that summer is... for me. Whenever that came out, was that 85 or 86 or something like that? Well, that, uh, that album, that soundtrack yeah, was... That had 
that whole every song on that soundtrack is, is really good. Very fine. It was uh, a number one album. It yeah. was it was a hit. My album. girl, yeah. uh, Natural Woman, uh, Natural Woman. Uh, the uh, is on there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Joy to, uh, Joy to the World is on there from yep. Three Dog Night. Yeah, that's a good one. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate Oscar it. Wiener song. That's on there? Yeah. <laughs> you remember? They were, they were all making <laughs> dinner. Was there, yeah. was, there was an Oscar Mayer Wiener. Remember that? <laughs> Casey, did you ever listen to the Days and Confused soundtrack? Of course I did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was that was Shame on me. So I grew up on, Shame like, on you. I grew up on um, Empire Records, and Romeo and Juliet was the big soundtrack oh, for okay. me. But Days and Confused was like the one that my brother and I could listen to together. You know what you might like? Romeo and Juliet. Have you listened to Juan? No, it's all Elton John songs. All right, so hang on. The and I use it as winning music. What the mountain is high, the valley is low. Oh, it's free ride. Free ride. Okay. Come on. Take a free ride, free ride. Is that the one that? All right, so I got I got to play that because my my friend, uh, he was also my roommate my freshman year, but we ended up living in the same house uh, for a couple of years and became he, lovers. He, we did not become oh. lovers. Uh, no, was it that one? Or is I it, wish you would have become lovers. They, <laughs> they would play <laughs> the beginning of that song. Yeah. Um, ding, over ding, ding, ding. right. Yes, it's a good beginning. It couldn't have been free ride. It wasn't that one. It's the one where the the no. There ends up being like two dueling. Ooh, let's play name that tune. I love this. Okay, go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. Um, start from the beginning. By the way, I love to do this. Okay. In fact. There's a song you want to sing the melody to, see if we can figure it out for you. We will do it. Call in now. We have a 100% track record. <laughs> do we really? Not really, but... <laughs> I love okay. this. My, my friend, as he's thinking about this, right. my, my best friend Steve called me up one morning like 6 a.m. on a Saturday. Yeah. It was when we were in our 20s, and I'm you know, hungover. Right. He's like, dude, what is this song that goes... Ding, ding, and I'm like, I go, hold on. And I set the phone down. And I thought about, about about 10 minutes and I figured out what it was. What was it? It was a song you would not know. It's from the Tarney Spencer group uh, called um, No Time to Lose. Okay. But anyhow, I it, I just, I love trying to decipher what people are okay. singing. Okay, go for it. All right. So you got to remember, there's two guitars Going back, they're, they're scissoring, scissoring each other. Okay. Right. Casey's right. gesturing right. as right. if they're scissoring. Right. And it's 70s. Okay. Right. Okay, I got that part. Keep going. Uh, Wait, no. Sing the whole thing. All right. Sing um, the lyrics. It, it, it kind of has a With beginning. It kind of has a beginning. A little bit like uh, that Aerosmith song, uh, Sweet Emotion, I believe. Oh, my God. Wait, is it in the movie? It's in the movie. It's oh, wait, on the I almost got it. Wait, I'm, I'm getting it. Uh, count it off, though, Play, uh, uh, as where it starts, because it sounds misleading, uh, yes. the, the beat that it's counting off. <laughs> okay, so you're playing it. Uh, count it off. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Starts on an offbeat. Yeah, it does. Yeah. All, right, do, all right, Casey, ready? Three, two, one. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, I'm I, I'm so mad at myself. I almost have it. If you have you tried using the the uh, the the uh, Shazam, the Google Shazam version? Oh, the Siri, yeah. yeah. Can you do me a favor and just pull the uh, the I, text board up because I'll know the name of it if uh, if somebody I wanted says, to get it. I if, think I want you to play Sweet oh. Emotion because I think I've no no. Oh, oh, Somebody's okay. saying it's. I just want to make love to you by fog. Yeah, it's it. That's it. Okay. Is that it? Yep. yep. All right. Do you have it? Play it. Uh, yep. There it Play is. Which it? is a which is a classic uh, R and B song. Oh yes. Okay. See, I I know what you mean. The yeah. guitars were going back and forth. <laughs> This is a Robert Johnson song. Yes, yes. Oh, a blues tune. Good song. All right, what about it? Uh, no, no, no. So people were getting it. So. <laughs> well, why, why I, I don't even remember why I even brought it up, guys. I have no idea why I brought right. it up. What? Now I want to play a game okay. where, where we uh, where we sing a guitar part and you try and figure out it is. Well, we don't have time to now, but we <laughs> Sweet child of mine. Thank yeah. you. See, yeah, there you go. It's kind we, of fun. We can do that. All right, we, we'll do we just it another can't do it time. right now. All right. Anyhow, we do have to take a break. All right. Nonetheless, uh, the top safest driving song is "Bad Guy" from Billie Eilish. Most dangerous driving song is "Hey Ya" from Outkast, according to this study. I think this is a very subjective study. Very much so, sir. All right, we're going to break. So stay with us. We'll return with all that. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. This is Virginia Lottery Recording Session. We're rolling. Coming this Tuesday. Actually, just read option one. New games every Tuesday? Perfect. For more information, visit VALottery.com slash Tuesday. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And the B-File number two this morning brought to you by Window Nation. Take advantage of Window Nation's deep discounts. Get two free windows with every two you buy and pay nothing for two full years. Save thousands. 8669-NATION. Or go to windownation.com. This is a crazy story. A Canadian police officer who was shot nine times by a colleague is now on trial for assault over the confrontation that began over a bathroom break. So the guy who got shot is on trial now. Constable Nathan Parker of the Niagara Regional Police stands accused of assault with a weapon, intent to resist arrest, and assaulting a police officer after allegedly attacking Detective Sergeant Shane Donovan. So on Tuesday, Donovan told the court that he barely knew Parker when the two worked on a collision reconstruction scene in rural Ontario in November 2018. Donovan was leading the operation when he assigned Parker to stop residents from using the road. The court heard that Parker left the scene and became defensive when Donovan asked him to remain. Parker said he had to leave to use the bathroom. Donovan told him, you're talking to a sergeant. Yeah. But the confrontation escalated. Parker got out of his vehicle and shoved Donovan. And Donovan said, you're under arrest for assault at that point. Right. Donovan told the court that Parker continued towards him, throwing a haymaker punch and hitting him. The sergeant said that he put up his hands in surrender and went back to his vehicle. But when, but he was punched again by Parker, who then drew his police-issued baton. Fearing that a strike to the head could be fatal, Donovan pulled out his gun. Right. 
And then Parker said, oh, you want to do this? And yeah. then started to pull out his gun. And Donovan said, I knew if he got the firearm up on me, he would kill me. And it was either him or me. So I fired my gun until he dropped his gun. Investigators recovered 10 shell casings at the seam. And Donovan said, my belief was that my life was in danger. Sounds he had already attacked me. He hit me three or four times. Donovan told the court that his experience with Parker was the first time he'd ever drawn his gun in his police career. And it was on another officer. Yeah. A medical examiner found four gunshot wounds on Parker's left calf, his lower abdomen, his left hip, and the back of his right foot. He also had wounds through his nose and cheek, as well as his left shoulder and upper thigh. Uh, Ontario Special Investigations Unit, which investigates shootings involved in police officers, initially had laid charges against Donovan because he's the one who shot the the guy, uh, including attempted murder, but the charges were later dropped, and they're charging the dude who got shot. So there's obviously a profound psychological issue with this guy. Yeah. So uh, perhaps he shouldn't be a police officer. Wild story. Never heard one like that before. No. All right, here's a follow-up story. This is from when we had yesterday. Police have in custody the person of interest and connected to a disturbing incident in which someone (laughs) defecated in a freezer at a grocery store. (laughs) Police said the person of interest in the disturbing incident at Crest Foods was identified, located, apprehended, and was booked into the Cleveland County Detention Center on unrelated charges. Detectives, uh, positive officer, that guy, (laughs) positively identified and apprehended the individual whose name has not been released as the same person involved in the incident as the grocery store. Shirley Wright Johnson said she had opened the freezer to grab a bag of pizza rolls when she felt something strange and mushy. It's just disgusting beyond disgusting. She quickly discovered that someone defecated in the freezer and concealed the feces beneath the pizza rolls, which, by the way, it must have... It hadn't frozen yet, so yeah. she must have gotten a fresh one. Piping hot. Yeah. She mm. said, I was so disgusted, I was almost in tears. Police released a surveillance image of the person of interest, hoping that it would lead to him being identified and ultimately apprehended. And thanks, uh, the man was apprehended thanks to community member assistance and the vigilance of an off-duty officer. How's this woman ever going to eat pizza rolls again? By the way, the man was also suspected of taking pictures of uh, women up women's skirts at the grocery store, okay. too. Okay. So he's, what a catch. Did we determine if he did take a standing dump into an upright cabinet, uh, refrigerator unit? I had no details okay. on the exact uh, unit that he crapped in, I would Steve. love to see the footage of that. Yeah. I, I would like to break this down. All right. <laughs> this is repulsive. Okay. Well, bet more than that? Oh, yeah. Oh, very much more right. than that. A woman visited a hot burger location in Santa Cruz de la Sierra, Bolivia, recently. Yeah. Realized while she was eating, she bit down on something strange. She posted on Facebook that she then found... Oh, God. ...a rotting... Partially severed human finger inside the burger. It's like the naked gun. It's like the naked gun. (laughs) Ricardo Montalban is eating the hot dog. Uh And there's a human finger with a ring ring on it. (laughs) Oh, my God. She also posted footage of a hot burger representative who explains that the burgers arrive at the store pre-prepared and nothing like this has ever happened to us before. They would have mentioned it. The director of the National Police Special Crime Fighting Force later confirmed to local media the company employee had lost part of his finger while at work. Not and, a finger! But it looks like a whole finger, man. An official also said the specific location of the chain will be temporarily closed and the company would be fine. So. Don't you bring that up to the people who are shipping out this stuff out? I would. Like, wouldn't you say, hey, guys, there's probably a finger in some of our food? I would, uh, I'm going to look for a follow-up story on this uh-huh. down the road a bit, but, uh... My... 
Dear, Kathy, look yes. at this. Look at the finger. Oh, God. oh uh. dear God. Come on. <laughs> oh, dear God. Oh, you God. probably had trouble eating the rest of the sandwich. I can't help but think of that scene with Ricardo Montalban <laughs> biting down. He's like, ah. <laughs> and he reaches in and he pulls out his severed <laughs> finger. This is the best. It's a great scene. Wow. All right, one last story. Uh, some people are apparently unaware of anti-theft devices. A video posted to Reddit earlier this week shows a woman examining Victoria's Secret bras and cutting off a strip inside the bra and holding it up to a camera before proclaiming, they are tracking us. They are human trafficking us. This is how they find your daughters. Look in the bras. Get rid of this. It's a tracking device. It even has little numbers down here. They are tracking your children. And the video has thousands of views, hundreds of comments, most of them, as you would imagine, mocking her. One of them reads, wait until she finds out about cell phones. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a few minutes. Stay with us. After two years, the strangest spectacle on snow is back. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic, Friday, March 3rd, at Scranton's Montage Mountain, with thousands up for grabs and cash prizes. Sled registration and complete details at WMMR.com. Come for the cardboard and stay for the Mountain Fest. Two days of live music, Mountainside. Friday night, it's up there. Saturday starts with some pond skimming, then ramps up with an explosive double down. Lit. And fuel. Cap off the day with a fireworks show on the snow. Join us for a kickin' weekend at Montauk. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic and Mountain Fest. Details at WMMR.com from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And this morning it's brought to you by Window Nation. Take advantage of Window Nation's deep discounts. Get two free windows with every two you buy and pay nothing for two full years. Save thousands. Call 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Tom Brady just retired, and already he's suggesting he could be returning to the NFL. Brady says he instantly realized he made a mistake while holding his wife's pocketbook in a Michaels. (laughs) 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 Rapper Nelly has issued an apology after accidentally posting a video to social media of a woman giving him oral sex. While you can't see Nelly's face, you can clearly see that there is a Band-Aid on his left testicle. Oh, my God. He likes that Band-Aid. That ought to be him. Yeah. Uh, And finally, a beaming Caitlyn Jenner recounting meeting her new grandchild while visiting daughter Kylie in the hospital. Caitlyn says while she couldn't rock the newborn to sleep in the maternity ward, she did the next best thing and rocked the entire hospital. (laughs) (laughs) I saw this interesting survey. Uh, it was done in the U.K., but could definitely be uh, tailored to pretty much anywhere. Um, the, it's a new survey of 2,000 adults, and they asked them about their secret snacking spots. Secret snacking spot. Okay. And uh, so, you know, if you're Kathy, you eat nowhere but the kitchen or the dining room. But like actual, like, locations in your yeah. house? Yeah. Right. Sneaking. You sneak, will not bring yeah. food upstairs. You will not hide stuff under the pillow. No. No. You, Definitely you, you, not. Do you have, to, you have to eat in the kitchen? Wait, but hold on. Why are they secret? 
Okay. Uh, well, go ahead. I had, I had a secret snacking spot. Uh, Why? Uh, and I do too. I'll explain it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you go ahead. Uh, well, so um, sometimes we won't have sweets in our section of the house. But my mom always does <laughs> in the basement. So. Okay, so you sneak I down there? I will sneak down there. Okay, right, and it's right. even better if she's not there. I got it. Because then I will go absolutely crazy. <laughs> then you can put a bra on. <laughs> <You're> just, <laughs> that's stealing is yeah. what does that she, is. Does, like, does she come home and she's like, what happened? Like, no, 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 no. She has more sweets than she can handle. Okay. I mean, she's like, like a bird anyway. He's like, like Norman no. Bates in the basement. <laughs> that's funny. Casey's there with the wig on, sitting in a rocking chair. Getting Charleston shoes. I mean, Kathy, so last night for instance. I, I finished my dinner. I worked out hard yesterday, okay? I ran. I did a whole bunch of stuff. I you earned, earned it. My, I earned it. Earned it. Okay. So I opened my, my freezer. to neutralize it. Okay. I opened my freezer, and the ice cream that I was expecting to be there was not there. And we had no other sweets in the house. And so I snuck on down to my mom's, <laughs> and I grabbed some. Uh, and it was like leftover uh, Christmas Cake. candy, okay. uh, a cookie or two. I, you know, or two, or two. Yeah. some of her medication, yeah. just a little bit. All right, so she's see- not going to use all this amoxicillin. <laughs> the secret snacking spots, and feel free to share yours if you will. Two one five two six three WMMR. So there's twenty of them, and number twenty on this list was my secret, uh, secret uh, snacking spot inside a freezer room at work. So when I worked, oh my God. you yes. too, you too, yes. yes, yeah, okay, at McDonald's, yeah. When I worked at, when I worked at York Steakhouse, that was the name of the place. I was the food bar attendant. I've yeah. told you guys this before. <laughs> I would because I, I wore an apron, okay, yeah, and it had an apron, it had pockets on it, big pockets, <laughs> and I would, uh, I would grab stuff from the uh, yeah. from the food bar and slip it in my okay, pocket. Okay, so it's stuff you shouldn't have been eating, and then I would go into the <laughs> freezer and eat it. No. That so, was my secret. That's so that's why you have to have to sneak. Yeah, you're hiding. From you're one. hiding. There's still an application, though. Not all, all of them. Some of these are are, are other okay. than hiding. But if you want to hide, if you're going to go, um, you have something that you want to eat out of your significant other's eyesight. You know, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's really what it is. Like in the okay. movie, uh, uh, this is forty. This is forty. Remember, he's out over the with trash the, can, the muffins. Oh, it's yeah, you... eating, eating, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> muffins and things like. That. When you have children, so she doesn't know. When you have children, they are like seagulls, Steve. If a seagull sees another seagull eating a French fry, it flies immediately over there. Right. So if you are, you don't eating, want to share. If you are eating anything that is uh, slightly delicious, and your kids see it, they're like, well. What is that, and can I have some? By the way, going back to you, Casey, a texter says, Casey's mom probably buys extra snacks for him. Isn't that sweet? Because she, she knows he's down there <laughs> doing it. going to put the rat poison in me. Uh, the walk-in freezer, freezer at McDonald's was a, a really good hiding spot for a number of uh, um, ideas. One was sneaking food. The other, like, if it was just a hot day in the summer, yeah. you could go in there. And the door was so damn heavy yeah. that if anybody was ever going to, like, come in and check in on you, uh, you got a warning. So yeah, you, you had time. You had time. So yeah. if you're like shoving, you know, a few extra nuggets in your down your gullet, did it have a release on the inside? Uh, you could, okay. in theory, get locked, locked in, in there. there. Oh boy! And and so um, I don't think anybody would ever die inside one of those bad boys. But like you, you could definitely get locked in because the lock, Steve, was from the outside. So if somebody like, right. slipped a little pin through yeah. the, the the you know the handle, you could get stuck inside. Yeah, and those he had thing. nuggets in his mouth. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So uh, other sneak secret sneaking. Uh, snack spots are uh, in the basement, uh, in a closet. I don't eat in the basement. I <laughs> Who's going in their closet to eat? I, I probably... 
Yes, I guess. Well, there are why? people who will go. There are people, like Casey said, in some cases, depending <laughs> on the size of the closet, you don't want to invite the troops to join in. This is my thing. I'm going to eat it by myself, and I don't want to be discovered. <laughs> or if you are sneaking it, there's also another movie scene uh, from Parenthood <laughs> Yeah, where uh, Rick Moranis's wife. Oh, yeah. Is he's, very, he's, he's very controlling yeah. over what they eat and because, you know, we need to stay in shape she and all this. Stand and it. whenever she would get pissed off, she'd go and she had this shoebox. Filled with like you know Twinkies and things like that. And she would slip off and go eat them. So. Well, there's there's a there's a mindset too. Like I can, uh, and I, again, I'm not doing it so <clears throat> clandestinely, but but I will I will be in the kitchen and I will move out of the doorway, <laughs> standing because if you stand, you can turn around quickly. You can put it in the refrigerator. You, you can hear yeah. someone getting up. Yeah. So you got to stay mobile. You got to stay on your feet and ready ready to respond. Yeah. And so I'd say right in, in the kitchen, yeah. on the counter, facing the wall that goes into the den. So I that's my, though it's it's clandestine spot, I don't know if it's a <laughs> secret spot. Uh, so when you're the patriarch of a family and you come home and let's say you've stopped at a McDonald's or a Dunkin' Donuts or whatever, uh, sometimes there is the expectation that, oh, well, if you stop there, you probably should have gotten us something. Mm. Us. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, yep. us being our children yeah. or y- your spouse or whatever. Uh, so I will a lot of times uh, finish my food before I even get into the house. And I will sit in the driveway <laughs> in the driver's seat of my car. And That's I will good. eat my meal. And all of the trash ends up in the trash can. You're so in, funny, Casey. In, <laughs> Well, because then they make you feel guilty, Kat. Like, you didn't get it. me anything. It's like... Do no, you, I didn't. You call, I did will, not. You, will you call an audible? For, so, I always do. I will pick my wife up something all the time, just because if you don't want it, great. But I kind of know what she wants. I do and, that and, too. And getting, getting, getting the what about me treatment is not worth the risk of not I getting think, something. See, for me, I, I'm not doing any of this secret eating because I think if it has to be secretive for me, I shouldn't be eating it. No, so like not, if I have to yeah. if I have to hide that I got something mm-hmm. th- and I can't share it, mm-hmm. then I shouldn't have. No, it. It's not talk- that I'm hiding that I got something; it's how, that I'm hiding that I didn't <laughs> get you something. We also talked about this. Also, is is germane to the notion of of um, creative eating to hide your eat. So I will I will never in a, in an ice cream pint. I will never scoop out. I will shave off top layers <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that uh, optically from the so top, it stays flat. Uh, even and if it's split like parts chocolate, parts vanilla, <laughs> I will reconstitute like- the line mm-hmm. so you can't quite tell. By the way, Casey, I know for sure there are people that do exactly what you do, that eat every last crumb, clean it up, finish, make sure there is no evidence left over that I stop anywhere on the way home. Oh, and it's even better if you can crumple your bag up into a tiny little ball (laughs) and the top trash bag in the trash can uh, has a a little bit of an opening that you can (laughs) squeeze it in there. They'll never, never know. know. They'll Who's going to go digging around in that no, trash? If you can this. crunch it up big enough to put it in a cup. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. even better. Yeah. And then crumple the cup. just drinking. What, yeah. I can't drink? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me go to some calls. I'll, I'll come back to this uh, this list, but it's uh, secret snacking spots. And I have uh, Brittany who wants to chime in. Hi, Brittany. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's morning, up, it. Brittany? Um, so I had a secret snacking spot until about 3.30 this morning. <laughs> oh. Um... Uh, See? Stash. <laughs> I heard it. No, 
no food upstairs. No food in the bedroom. I got up at 3.30. I took all the snacks downstairs. I put them in a bag, put them in the fridge, and I threw out any trash, and I vowed to not do it again. No, oh, all right. Well, I can see that. I can see that being the end of that for you. But, that is. Yep, uh, but, but maybe like uh, putting it in an, an airtight container, or you, you know, have, like a, you have to be like, no, yes. No, 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 she's out. Brittany's out. <laughs> it's it's done. You. By the way, the number one place on this list that people have their secret snacking spot is in bed. So that's where mm. people like to uh, to do that. So a lot of times, if you're up in bed, you don't want to t- at night. You don't want to take the walk down to the kitchen and get stuff. So yeah. like like um, uh, um, I bought Claire a mini fridge for she's on you know another floor in the house. Uh, she never uses it, you know. So she, she uh, it, it's it's one of those things you don't want to get out of bed. And I I kind of subscribe to your notion, Kathy. Too, it's good to have that distance to stop you from going yeah. and getting it. You know, <laughs> will she eat in bed? Sure. Um, no, yeah. no, really, she she will eat before she goes. Because I love now, I'll find rappers, like, <laughs> if it's been a particularly uh, candy night. I love bed, and I love food, but I don't like the two of them at the same time. And right. I, I need separation. I don't like getting crumbs in bed, I, you know, and then you, like, you roll over them. There's later. one thing I can eat in bed, which is the hers. <laughs> Uh, pretzels, yeah, because the the opening of the bag is big enough okay. that you could eat over it. You can eat over it, yeah, right. yeah. but then also, like you, you know, the secret for eating in bed with, with things that have crumbs is uh, make sure that they're all bite sized, so you're not actually biting into something. So that right. it all yes. goes into your mouth. Right. Right. Do you know it's a good a good hide too, Preston? And I do it at home. I keep rotisserie chickens on <laughs> my lathe. That's on smart. your lathe, right? Yeah. So, smart. yeah, uh, right. Rochelle and I will eat in bed sometimes if we're like watching a movie or something like that. I'll bring up like cheese and grapes and crackers. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and things like that. Ooh, you? Uh, yeah, I like to make it nice. Yeah. Or charcuterie board made out of a pillow. Maybe a little hummus. <laughs> Brittany's like story is probably the exact reason that I don't want any <laughs> The food. mouse? Yeah, yeah, just like mouse. I, actually, I have a friend who used to eat in bed, and I guess crumbs got <laughs> on the floor, and he literally woke up in the middle of the night to ants crawling all over. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. All right, all right, so Let me go to right. Megan. Hey, Megan, good morning. Good morning. Hi, Megan. Do you have a little secret snacking spot? Yeah, so years ago when I used to work at Wawa, uh, we would have, like, so much spoilage that we threw away. So I would, like, sneak some of the food and run back to the dish room and eat it. (laughs) In the dish room? (laughs) What's the dish room at Wawa, by the way? the dish room at Wawa, Uh uh-huh. What is the dish room? I'm not familiar. So basically, um, back behind the deli, we have an area where we wash all the dishes that we use. Okay, all right. So yeah, and so you would you would slip back there. Would you do it? Would you would you be kind of hiding? You know, uh, and did anybody ever catch you with your mouth full? Uh-huh. If, if you work in a place though, like that happens to have you says as you say, Casey, uh, you know, Megan, mouth mouth, you know, small, biteable like yeah. nuggets. Yeah, Duncan was great because Duncan the nuggets, the yeah, donut holes. Mm-hmm. You can pop those nuggets. It, r- 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 close your mouth. You can have two or three of them and and the munchkins. <laughs> don't you know though? Like yeah. when when you're done chewing, like uh, yeah, you think like oh they probably don't know. They know. They mm-hmm. know you've eaten something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just got a text <laughs> from my friend Jen from college. She just said, I, I literally rat rolled over onto a honeycomb this morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, let's go to Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Lisa. All right, so your your secret snacking spot. Okay, so um, I used to work in, the, in a diner, and um, sometimes the cook would give me a scallop or a shrimp, 
And, of course, it would be too hot to eat, and you'd be busy. So I would put it in a souffle cup with a lid, <laughs> put it in my apron, and I would eat it in, like, 10 minutes when it was cool. <laughs> so, okay. so to the outward appearance, you would just simply be drinking out of a cup, but you're actually eating shrimp? Actually eating shrimp or scallops. Okay. Yes. I have to imagine that there's nothing better than diner shrimp. Right. Yeah, diner scallops right. is probably better. <laughs> I'm going to deter these things. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. Appreciate it. I will, uh, when when I go to the grocery store, I do this now, and I always felt kind of guilty about it, but <clears throat> grapes are a crapshoot, man. Sometimes you get sure. them, and you take them home, and you eat it, and you're like... Ugh. What the hell? This badge. Why am I alive? Well, they're just they're sour. Yes, yeah. I hate that. I do too. So I will put I will put the grapes in my cart. I will taste. I will be walking through shopping, and when I am alone, mm-hmm. I'll snag one of those bad boys and take a quick just bite. Just one. Just one. Okay. Listen, what about like a fistful of grapes? No, I, I just wasn't sure. That was a great movie, by the way. Fistful of grapes or Clint Eastwood. And I feel kind of bad because gra- grapes are sold are sold by weight. I wasn't sure if they were sold they by bad. Okay. Sold by weight, so if I sit there and ate a bunch, I'm technically I'm stealing. Is at that it point? inappropriate? I don't think it is. If you're in the produce section and you and there, you take one grape to sample, I, I've seen people do that. I'm I sure don't. People do it all. I don't the think time. that's yeah. frowned frowned upon. Is it? I don't know. Is it? I'm, I'm not going to find out. If you're in the in meat section, can you cook a piece of meat yes. over yeah. a lighter I just to get, see how good it is? I don't want to get banned from my grocery store, so I, I hide it while I'm doing it. Yeah, I can't imagine. You think somebody would say something to you no, if they saw you eating a grape? Not. Especially your big celebrity. Sir, don't eat the produce. Uh, let me go <laughs> oh, to... Mr. Elliot, I didn't recognize you. <laughs> let me go to Colton. Hey, Colton, good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning, it, my man. All right, so secret snacking spot. Well, I mean, I think every guy has it at least. I mean, I'm a car guy. I'm a garage guy. I mean, everybody's <laughs> got the garage. Everybody's got the beer fridge. I mean, you just, hey, I got to go do this. Like last night, <laughs> last night's garbage night. Yeah. You go out, you're doing garbage. You have a beer while you're out doing garbage because you know you're not going to get interrupted while you're in the garage. Yes. Ah. So it's just a nice place to have, you know, that one beer that you got to have at night or whatever, and you're not interrupted while you're doing it. Yeah. So you you do it. You you pick your area. You come up with your cover story. I'm I'm going right. I'm going to go polish this took turkey in the in the garage. <laughs> Colton, are you exactly. are you slamming that beer while you're out there? No, I mean, that's why you have to make up a good enough backstory that, hey, I'm going to be out there for, like, 15, 20 minutes right. or so. Like, it can't just be like, hey, I'm going to go grab a, you know, 9-millimeter wrench and come back. Well, you that said take out the garbage. Taking out the garbage takes about 30 seconds for me, so. <laughs> well, no, because you got, I have a garage can that I have to do. I have uh-huh. to what I got. So I'm going to straighten up I a little can. while I'm out there. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. I'm going to rotate the half and half. All right, that's a good one. The garage, definitely. All right, thank you, Colton. Appreciate it. Let me go through a few others. We got tons of calls here. So, um, uh, other ones are, like I said, in a closet, a public toilet. Mm, no. No. Oh, dear. Yeah, that's God. like, like, a, or a, a brothel or uh, an yeah, alleyway right. with junkies. Uh, in a child's playhouse. Just any random child? I don't know. <laughs> a public changing room. Oh, what the hell? In a swimming pool. I mean, I don't mind that if if I'm at a pool party or something. Are you, like that. Are, but you're, to me, that'd be very obvious if you're going into the pool with a turkey yeah. leg. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> up in the attic. Okay. okay. Uh, in the laundry room. In a hot tub. Some of these aren't secret snacking spots. No. Like you said, Steve. That's uh, you want to be you want to be out of the line of sight. All right. How about this during exercise? 
What? No. 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 Occasionally, I'll put cheese wheels on my bar instead of plates. <laughs> I can't eat during exercise. Like, no. no, me either. Breathe into oh, it. Oh, it's yeah. very I mean, easy. I don't like to eat right before exercise. No, me neither. Either. When you guys are curling, you don't eat French soup? No. Well, maybe I should try because yeah. I do like that. In a storage room at work. All right, I okay, can see yeah. that. Yeah. So that that was again. That's and that ended up being on a number of occasions where I'd go to the storage room. There's nobody back there. Yeah. You ever take a nap in a storage room? No. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> me neither. <laughs> uh, in an elevator. Okay. I don't. Just go up and down. Yeah, get yeah. a high rise. Just eating a salad <laughs> in the elevator. It's like a magic trick. Well, I'm going to make this meal disappear. Uh, on the toilet is no, another one. No. Uh, a public stairwell. Why would you? Okay, I don't like, know. Uh, I guess that, just to hide. Yeah, if you're hiding in like the basement, people, then, like a stairwell, I could. Okay, see. people used to smoke in the stairwells oh. here. You know, you, you'd walk. Did in they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you could walk in there and smell the cigarettes. If you go with someone else, you could have them get at the top of the stairs and roll M and M's down into your mouth. <laughs> That's true. All right, then you have uh, the shed. It says I yeah. can see that a shed is, an, is a good one. Yep, it's a really good secret spot. Septic tank uh, in the bathtub. <laughs> Which is, uh, like if, if Rochelle takes baths quite a bit, and I will bring our up a little, you know, a little something nice. Spaghetti. Some, yeah. time. some spaghetti. spaghetti. Yeah. yeah. Some, uh, <laughs> some buffalo wings. <laughs> Here, I brought you some hobo stew. It's your favorite, isn't it? <laughs> uh, on the stairs, just at your house, sitting on the stairs. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. That's um, my favorite spot for soup. And then number two on this list, this is Casey. It says, while driving, I think just in the car. Yeah. Uh, in general, is a that, I think that's that's got to be one of the one of the big sneaking right. food spots. You have two. You have a delineation though: parked yeah. and right. driving. Right. What, what is your what is your driving food? Your number one driving food. Oh, I think you, know, we, you know what that has become for me is a uh, like a burrito supreme. It, it stays contained. It stays contained. Yep. Not messy. One nope. hand, easy Absolutely. to eat. Um, burgers are pretty simple too, as yeah. long as they're not. You know, like you're not getting like a, a loaded burger with tons of stuff on right. it. Right. Yeah. Fries uh, are like, good. Like a McDonald's cheeseburger. Pretty damn simple. Shish very, very easy to eat while you're uh, while you're on the road. Yeah, all of that. Contained. Ready yep. to go. French fries. Easy. Yep. 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 All that stuff. Uh, let me see here. I'm Baked gonna, Alaska. I'm going to go to some more calls here. Let's go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. How are you? Good morning, Ed, buddy. We're good. So, secret snacking spot for you? I, I am currently 54 years old. It took me 45 years to figure out that the kitchen sink will disguise sounds of wrappers being opened. Oh. <laughs> okay. Candy, stuff like that. If you if you stand there and run the water, uh, it will disguise many of those it. sounds and, and nobody else. I, I think you're, you're, you're talking my, my realm because you, you go idea. in the kitchen, you position yourself in a way, you can cover the sounds, you can make, like, again, for me, it's, it's a combination of that. Hiding the sounds, and then also how you cut that piece of cake so it doesn't look like any cake. Absolutely. Been, how you scoop the ice cream, all that. How you rebuild the pile of French fries. Right. Uh, all of that stuff is critical. Well, well done, Mike. Thank you. By the way, which which leads me to the why why are you hiding what you're eating? Um, and on rare occasions, it will be I'm eating. So now this is just at home. I wouldn't do this at work. Yeah. But eating someone else's food, someone <laughs> else's leftovers, yeah. I look at it and go. I think begging for forgiveness would be worth <laughs> eating. Uh, you know, I, I oh, I didn't know. It was sorry. Yours. I yeah. didn't mean to. I'll I'll get you some more. You know, I, I have do done. That. I have done that. What? I don't do that. You don't do that. No, no, I don't. Okay. You have respect for other people's leftovers. Other people don't. 
in your house. They'll eat yours. The they yeah. ate my ice cream. Yeah. That's why I had to eat my mom's candy last night. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you something. If you put set up your dinner, everything's set there, you're ready to go, and you go to the bathroom, and you come back, and it's gone, yeah. can someone use, well, you weren't here? I mean, it's it's on a plate on yeah. the table? Yep. No, people wouldn't do that. All right. I mean, the dogs would do it. The biggest fight ever between my sister and I happened when I <laughs> ate the last pizza, uh, the last frozen pizza. I mean, wow. physical fight. <laughs> Throwing things, punching each yeah. other, the whole thing. Wow. What kind of pizza? Uh, oh, I was just some random yeah. frozen pizza. Whatever. When you want it, yeah. When you've been thinking about it, yep. When you're that's like I told these guys earlier. I'm thinking about dinner yeah. today, and I'm like, what I want. I know what I want. And I'm gonna have it. <laughs> and if anybody gets in my way, I'll kill them. I remember swinging a hockey stick at her. <laughs> I kid you not, because uh. uh, she she was punching me. She was hitting me. She was older than me. You deserved it. Uh, I well I. <laughs> It was pizza. Yeah, but last one. You know what? I stand with you. It wasn't dibs on her. Or she didn't she didn't call dibs on her. She didn't it. dib yeah. it. And it wasn't hers. It was right. it belonged My to parents the bought household. It. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, all right, anyway. They should have been hitting you with hockey sticks. Uh secret uh snacking spots. Very interesting look at that. So thank you for your calls. <laughs> we do appreciate it. We gotta take a break. Stay with us. We'll return in just a little bit. The President Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month and discover what it truly means to drive a truck that's built to serve. Ram 3500 with an available legendary Cummins engine. Ram TRX, the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built. And Ram 1500, ranked number one in driver appeal among large light-duty pickups in 2022. That's three years in a row by J.D. Power. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards.